Empty Secrets now as well. <laughs> yeah, right. about Andy Ryan. So, go ahead, Hello and welcome to Call Out Podcast. Uh, this is the first of many podcasts we're going to do. My name is Ron Colgan and I'm presenting it with... Paddy Downey. Uh, Keith Pender's in the house. How are you, Keith? How are you doing? How's things? First interview we're going to be interviewing. Paul Redzer Redman. How's tricks, Paul? Ah, not too bad, not too bad. What are you up to for the day? Been doing a podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming along. This is the very first one we're going to do. Yeah. Um, hopefully you do it every week. Yeah, a weekly one. Yeah, yeah. weekly one. So yeah, that's yeah. usually just charging me out once a month, but a weekly one. We're trying to again. we're trying to kind of cut out the competition. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're trying to be more consistent. We're going to flood the market with weekly podcasts. Yeah. Everyone's doing them, but this is going to be uh, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to cut out all of the uh, the dead air, obviously. So, Paul, how's tricks with you? Ah, too bad. Uh, considering what? I just got let go from the UFC yeah. yesterday. Sorry to hear about that. What, what's what exactly happened? That's just one of those things. Um. They've got so many on the roster at the minute. I mean, I think there's about 550 guys in there at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, to put them all on shows, it's just not feasible. Um, so the guys at the UFC just said, look, um, it's ra- rather than you, rather than keep you on the shelf and not fight or maybe fight once yeah. twice a year, just go off, you know, get a little bit more experience back in, under the belt, come back in, you know, two or three more wins and right back in there. And so who who decides that, like you get caught or who gives you the call about that? Uh, my manager just called me uh, the other day, um, was it yesterday or the day before, he just said, listen, um, that's basically what they said, yeah. you know, go get some fights elsewhere, mm-hmm. uh, so you're not sitting around basically, you're not, like I mean, it's been four, four months since my last fight. It would have been another four months, say, to the London card. I mean, that's eight months I see yeah. now, whereas we'd like to keep sort of active. Of course, um, yeah. So, yeah, like, it's not the end of the world, you know? Of course not, no, no. So, like, how do you, f- like, when something like that does happen, do you feel, like, pissed off or does it motivate you more? A bit more motivation, to be honest. Um, so, basically, it gives me a chance to go back to my original weight class where um, I was doing a lot of damage in Europe at 155. Mm-hmm. Start wrecking a few boys there. I'm not gonna, who, who, what was your best win? My best win... He was the toughest bastard, apart from me, obviously. Like, who was <laughs> the toughest man you've come across? <laughs> uh, I had a good fight with um with Ryan Roddy before. Uh, that was in Cage Warriors. I ended up snapping his foot. He wouldn't tap, and just because he he is that tough, you know, it was a really fifty fifty fight. Um, back and forth. I got like a, a rolling toe hold on what's called. And yeah. The guy just would not tap, and I just I heard. Crunch. So I see a, an image of that. Yeah, I seen. Yeah, and it's it's, it's like his foot is facing backwards. And like, is that kind of like a is that a bit is that a bit stupid not to tap in that situation when you know you're going to break? Something? I mean, I, I think at the time he thought he could get out because like um, he was trying to walk over, but I was obviously trying to walk to snap his foot even more, um, and it just it was one thing, it, it just went too far, and then he yeah. had to tap. You know, do you feel a click? Do you feel a go? Crunch, snap, crunch. Yeah. Click. Is, that, is that a satisfying feeling at that moment? No, like um, to be honest, I, I, I would rather him see him tap. Um, Come out there, like you know, no, no one injured. Exactly, yeah. mm. I guess the fight then in another couple of weeks. He, I think he was out eight months after oh, that. Wow. And the doctors told him he, he would walk with like a permanent limp. Oh man! Shit. But like he's actually a really good friend of mine now. You know, wow. I was just talking to him there yesterday. Uh, he's been. He actually had me over training with me before. Yeah, he, he just happened me to come up to his house, stay, get yeah, a yeah. train. So we're good pals, you know. So like, nice. would you ever go for a few pints and then after a while you're like, I, f- I snapped your leg there. <laughs> or is there any that, or is there any that? Like, that ever no, was, I, I, not me personally, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't bring out like that. Yeah. You know, just stairs in the cage and that's it. Like, there must be a lot of slagging because a lot of, obviously all the people that fight in MMA are pretty tough. So there must be like a lot of... gives me a lot of slagging. Neil gives me a lot of slagging. Oh, yeah? So after my last fight, all I got for about two months was like, it was a glass chain, a gla- no, oh, glass jaw. Well, all right, so he, he did a fight before <laughs> a couple of years back. Um, 
and I think I can't remember what happened but the end the guys ended up throwing in, in the towel for him and then when he went back to work on Monday all mm-hmm. the guys had brought towels and they were waving them <laughs> on like you know so yeah. it's just it's just one of them things you know yeah I mean? yeah <laughs> so that's where he got his name Till Tap not because he's like knocked people out or tapped people <laughs> so he was in a fight with a guy called James Dillon super nice guy from uh, Scotland he runs his own gym over there in Glasgow yeah and um, Neil was fighting him so James had a triangle on him Neil sort of tapped the inside of his leg or the ref didn't see him James felt it and let it go so the ref thought let them keep fighting yeah so Neil popped up started swinging two more bombs at James on the ground James was rocking the triangle <laughs> back up and tapped him out again so oh, fuck. he tapped <laughs> twice <laughs> so was that, was that, who, whose fault was that Neil's or the ref it's the ref's yeah. well it's no one's really fault like, yeah. the ref didn't see it James was like felt the tap and was nice enough to let it go so Siri didn't own up to it and yeah 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 <laughs> he uh, threw a few more bombs in so yeah that's why he's called two tap Siri <laughs> <laughs> two tap um, well we don't understand because we're, we're not professional fighters but you do have the crack with all these guys that you fought, fought in the yeah, past. Yeah, super crack. Yeah. Um, There's so, a lot of respect there, isn't there, like, between fighters? Yeah, I mean, look, everyone's trying to do the same thing. Everyone trains twice a day, six days a week. Everyone hasn't... Like, we all haven't got a pot to piss in. We're all just training away, you know? So, yeah, uh, yeah how can you be, like... How can you hate a guy that's doing, that wants to do the exact same thing as you, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. like, before the fight, surely you must kind of... Tim stoke up some anger. You must look at them no. and say, this guy's a prick or anything, no? No, so surely does be shaking their hands and uh, the the... I, um, the last guy in Dum- that he fought in Dublin he just um, I think we met the, his, his opponent around the spa getting whatever and he was like oh, how you chicken doing? roll or something yeah big chicken filler roll and all the sashes extra minis so yeah, uh, Neil just went up shaking his hands how are you doing see you tomorrow that's crazy isn't it is that weird for other people because if you do uh, like sometimes you have some, to hate your opponent you some people like to alienate themselves and get in that frame of mind and then you'll notice then it's just be all good after mm-hmm. but I actually the last couple of fights um, I've been cutting in the saunas cutting weight with, this, Not with, with the opponent yeah. every day we'll yeah. get it on tomorrow yeah no problem and is there anyone that actually there's bad blood afterwards like it's, it goes on past the fight <coughs> so, so like obviously there's some fighters out there they be hot headed going in lose the fight maybe come back out yeah. even more hot headed and for what like you know, yeah I know you've lost the fight he's beat you I think it's good for the sport too when people are respectful because people, some people do think it's just like two lads throwing punches at each other in the cage when it's, yeah, it's a lot more I mean, technical than that yeah like with the stigma MMA has uh, like uh, if you're uneducated or you don't watch it um, and people sort of tune in or graze past it because yeah. I know it just be on like TV3 and stuff um, now so like it's it's in a lot of homes in Ireland you know mm. and the own and out is that they'll be wa- like watching that coordination street they'll skim by that on a yeah, Monday yeah. night yeah. it kind of scares them yeah they, 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 have, they, they think it's barbaric like mm. so my girlfriend's dad like thinks I'm too nice of a guy to, to be doing that like really, that you yeah. Know? yeah the funny thing is like a lot of the fighters are really nice people so just like myself by yourself it's yeah. just, just like nice guys yeah expect them to be walking around like town like with a little jacket on <laughs> just trying to punch everyone <laughs> they're just like most of the guys I've met from, from MMA are just absolute legends yeah yeah I blame the sound yeah um, and how do you feel this week so this week you got the bad news yeah well, where do you go from there like actually the, when you got the bad news from your manager is it, are you still on good terms with the UFC or yeah, how, like, no, how does that how does that work yeah. there's no bad feelings they, uh, I contacted uh, the matchmaker for there's two sort of matchmakers for um, the UFC one for say lightweight and above that's uh, Joe Silver and lightweight featherweight down is sort of Sean Shelby so he looks after the lightweight so we just sent him a mail said listen um, thanks for having me fight with you guys uh, I'll get a couple of wins and 
back in there and he just messaged me back he says look I don't want to leave you sitting on the shelf um, go get a bit more experience in and uh, we'll take you right back on I mean it's not unheard of to be getting signed yeah. back in yeah. you're probably more motivated than ever to kind of yeah. train back training that night you yeah. Know, yeah. no changes you know? yeah. I think that's one thing we've noticed is that you're very positive about the whole thing definitely well you know, yeah. everybody like anybody that knows me knows sort of how I even explained to you guys how I got started I just got started to lose a little bit of weight yeah so the weight is still down, so I'm happy. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. How long have you been doing it for? Uh, seven and a half years now. Out in? Out in Timor, I know. I haven't been anywhere else. I started yeah. that literally as a fat piss head. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it just sort of snowballed from there. And then, um, how did, like, but how did you decide to, to go to the gym? Did you watch some, like... <coughs> yeah, well, I used to watch the UFC on... on yeah. um, so it used to be on a, an old show called uh, Bravo. Yeah, Bravo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I used to watch porn on that channel. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, <laughs> so I used to watch it on that, and then uh, there was a guy uh, that I used to work. With. He used to give me all his Peter. His name is Super Nice Guy. He used to give me all his like, uh, ultimate knockouts and yeah, ultimate yeah, DVDs. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we get clued into them every week, and um, my ma sort of knew who Andy was and knew where his gym was. Literally, it was a thirty second walk down from the house, and then it turned out to be one of the best gyms in Ireland. You know, yeah. so uh, yeah, it just worked out well for me. Brilliant, yeah. And Andy Ryan, like, I mean, um, he must have been a tough dude growing up. He's hard as nails. Yeah, like, he's, I get the impression. If, if, if you see what he does to, uh, like, he's doing judo. As a martial artist, he's, uh, he's doing judo since he's six um, and sort of just snowballed everything, everything from there. Like, so mm. I think he's tore down judo, super competitor, you know, tough as nails, and then got his, uh, started competing MMA and then jiu-jitsu, and then he's a black, black belt in jiu-jitsu. Then so he's well. a tough dude. So if someone like yourself were in Syria, Started on him. What would oh, he'd slap the head up. <laughs> would he really? <laughs> he'd bat him in. Yeah, batter us. Speaking of judo, what did you think of the uh, Ronda Rousey Holly Holm fight? Yeah, I think she played, I think Holm played a super game plan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think I think people are getting caught up in um, what I think they're saying. Like with the, what everyone's saying, like it was the biggest upset in MMA mm. history or whatever. I don't think that is really the case. To be honest, I mean. So you've drawn it. She was a, a an expert in judo and on the ground, a little yeah. super athlete. Um, and I just think she, the girls that she's been fighting have say been fighting maybe and training maybe seven eight years, whereas home Holly Holm is doing it just as long as her in boxing. Exactly, yeah. So she went out, played the wrong game plan, and I think she underestimated Holly. I think she just thought she was going to come out, blitz through another round, and that was it. Um, but Holly's a big for the way she's tough, she's athletic, yeah. and she can fight. Yeah, it's it a, re- like, yeah, a bit of pride got in. She wanted to outbox her almost. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, why, why, why go out and strike with a striker? You know, go out and just double leg her from downtown and just yeah. do a jog with her, you know? Yeah. But she tried to take her down twice or three times, didn't she? Yeah, Holly, that's what I'm saying. Holly played a perfect game plan. Yeah. Game plan. She, like, she wasn't obviously going to um, beat her striking. So uh, she uh, she knew if Ronda clinched up her just to, to, to avoid it. She mm. did it really well, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the two times that Ronda tried to take her down, she put her arm in a certain way and stopped her yeah. so they'd obviously be, obviously been uh, drilling that in the, definitely uh, yeah yeah and I think even she took down Ronda at one stage yeah that's right yeah she, like so she's a powerful woman she'll be gal gal I'll give it a shot though <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but definitely I think it was a rematch I think Holly Holm would win that again did you see yeah. the, um, the video of her getting back into the airport yeah um, just covering her face I've just seen a picture of uh, her and Travis Brown oh, yeah. Um, but yeah like that, that's what I'm saying so you don't need to go on that much before the fight you don't need to tell everybody you're going to smash them up you're going to do yeah, this especially it, if they're sound like Holly Holmes Holly can now shook a hand you know, yeah. was caught yourself yeah. the way up through the, through the um, that's why everyone's kind of turned on her 
Because yeah. she's just been a bitch before. And she's, she doesn't need it. I mean, she just the girl's an absolute uh, super talent. Mm. Um, she, and she wins fights good. So she doesn't need it. If you're winning fights that good, people will be drawn to you anyway, you know. Yeah. Speaking of people who get worked up before fights, McGregor and Aldo, what, what, what do you think about that whole situation? So, I've said it a couple of times, I think McGregor, Conor wins the fight, mm-hmm. and I think how he wins it is he, he, um, with his range. Yeah. And Conor's huge for the weight, cuts an awful lot of weight. I know, I know he, um, He's probably going to move up after this fight if he wins. I think they'll give him, I think um, if he wins this fight, they'll, I think they'll give him Edgar, yeah? yeah? So long as he wins against Mendes, and if he beats Edgar, then he can say, officially say, then he's cleared out the whole yeah. division, you know? I know Aldo has uh, done a cleared out to start the whole division. I just I think Connor uses his range really, really well. Yeah. I think because he's a southpaw, um, that gives people a lot of trouble straight out the gate, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just think that's the. Way. I don't think it's going to be an easy fight. I don't think he's going to do it in a round like he says. I think I think it'll be done in the third round. If you're a betting man, you put it on the third round. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that, and that seems to be. What everyone's thinking. Yeah, toward people who think McGregor's going to Because Aldo can take a shot too, can't he? Like Aldo's been Yeah, definitely. But McGregor is wants. powerful, like. So. Yeah, I mean, the the, the only one that I'd say uh, Aldo really struggled with was a guy called uh, Mark Hominick a couple of years back, mm. and you wouldn't have noticed um, at the end. Hominick had a, like a hematoma on his head. Yeah. The size of your fist, um, and yeah. but he's, he he would have been a super striker. He gave out Al, gave Aldo like as much as he could, you know. And Aldo was yeah. standing. I know Connor's. Um, Strikes really hard and he's really accurate with his punches. I think that's where he gets his knockouts. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's just the power. Mm. He's so really, accurate. really accurate. I've sparred even, him even a couple of times. Have you really? Yeah. yeah, like so. The last time I sparred him, he hit me such a left hand down the pipe, cracked me on the eye. So my eye came back, and as I came do, hit me the exact same punch. Uh, you couldn't hit it any sort. If you had laser p- pointed, it was on the button. Yeah. And, uh, my eye was like, I was like Mutley the dog. <laughs> <laughs> my eye was out bleeding there. Where are, you, where are you watching the fight? Uh, I was meant to be DJing for it somewhere. I think uh, somebody's setting up like a, a viewing party down in the bunker, down in the tree arena. Can we go? Yeah. Thank you. So, <laughs> There's a public invite. <laughs> would you spar with the lads for the SBG often? Yeah, we used to do it a lot um, with Cage Warriors and then sort of everybody start getting pick up, picked up from the UFC or start fighting in Europe. So it was great when... Um, Cage Warriors was around um, at the time. You had Connor, myself, Neil, Chris Fields, Cottle, um, a, a lot of other guys um, sparring away, filling with Peter and stuff. And it was great, you know, everyone yeah. was cutting weight. Yeah. Everyone was sort of peaking at the same time. We we, we only went over there a couple of times. Um, I know Neil went over and sparred Paddy a couple of times then as well. So it was good atmosphere around that. And I think, you know, yeah, yes. It's good to get different sparring partners in because yeah, obviously, um, when you spar lads six, seven, eight years, uh, you just you get the the, the read on them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah you kind of need to be sparring seriously that, yeah. that long, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. When when there's, a, when there's like an MMA kind of fight on, and there's people from different clubs fighting, are you sporting them boys or what are you doing? Um, like so, if uh, the lads from SBG are fighting on, yeah, for example, yeah, if they yeah, were, I'll always give them a tweet. I'll say yeah. best to look with the weigh-ins, you know, cool, best yeah. to look with the, the fight. They always give us give, give us a message or whatever. Um, okay. But yeah, like we fought a lot of their guys as well. Yeah. So and I'm still friends with them, you it's know. Like so. mutual respect for yeah, of course, yeah. yeah, cool. All right. Yeah, I would have thought there'd be like is there any rivalry between different clubs or like there would be like, you know, in like in a town like in Mayo, there'd be rivalry between different towns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> between <laughs> between <laughs> different Does that different exist? Is that a thing? No, everybody used to think there was one between us and SBG, but yeah. it was like, because Andy how like how sort of the two guys got together was they used to be SBG together, mm-hmm. Andy and um, 
John Cameron, they, they sort of started at MA and Ireland along with uh, uh, about five or six other guys. Um, can't think of the name, all of them off the top of my head. But um, it was about five or six guys that started, and John had been training in Jiu Jitsu, and, yeah. um, and he was obviously a high level black belt in Judo. And then they were competing together, and they started uh, SPG up together. Or I'm not too sure what 100% what way it went, but they were in a club together, and then they just sort of parted ways. Then once they got sort of big enough a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's how the we started. Yeah, back to the, the McGregor Aldo fight. Uh, do you reckon the fact that Aldo's been out for so long that that's going to have a. Yeah. Like, what was it, 15 months since he left? Yeah, like. He, he, man, so many. He, he does take an awful lot between fights. And his last couple of fights, he's been through the wars. Yeah. Um, I will say that's one reason why. Uh, another reason why I think Connor wins is because Connor just hasn't hasn't endured that type of a fight yet. He hasn't, yeah. He's never been. You've never seen him in the wars, you know? So. um. I think his hardest fight maybe was Mendes. Yeah. I know he was um his knee wasn't up to scratch for that yeah. fight. But Aldo has been through the wars now. I know he always comes out on top, but after every fight you're like it's bound to take something out. It has to take something yeah. out, you know. So you're like what was it? who was his last fight? Was it Mendes? It was Mendes. Was that Mendes, five rounds? Yeah. Brazil, yeah. Yeah. He, oh that's right, it was five rounds. The one he did before that he knocked him out up against the cage, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Tough, um, tough bastards. I actually the last time you know for the what UFC number was that? The Connors, Connor Mendes. No, the Paddy Hoolan. Oh, Dublin. Yeah, obviously there yeah. was a fight night. Like, well, a fight night. Yeah, I me- remember meeting Arlovsky that day. Oh yeah, he's a huge bastard. Big lump, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually scary. Like, we who did I see down there? I met Ben Rockwell. He's a oh, big he's lump huge. as well, isn't he? Like six eight or something. Yeah, massive. Like. Yeah. Should yeah. I take him now? Maybe if I got him in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I said, please leave me alone. That might work, but anything else? No, no. <laughs> Need a bunt for us. <laughs> Would you get a lot of people in Finglas kind of? Not starting on you, but trying to trying to test you, you know, like in a pub or something, because they know you're. Nah, a fuck, nah. So just to respect their. Nah, everybody knows, like everybody just like if they want, like they'll just jump in a picture with you or whatever, yeah, yeah. and have a bit of crack or you know, you'll get one of them, like you'll get a little dead arm. Oh, we'll have a scrap or yeah, something. Yeah, then, yeah. Yeah. then you'll see them running off or whatever, yeah. like there's two yeah. things there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must be like a, it must be like a local legend around there now. I'm not from Finglas, series from Finglas. Where am I from? Down and down and Um Do you know what? I, I'm I'm not out that much outside my house. I'm, if I'm not in my house, I'm in the gym. If I'm not in the gym, I'm back in my house in bed. Yeah. And I'm literally, I, I just don't see anybody else. Like really? Yeah. What's your day to day like then with training and? Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll get up, go to the gym, and. What you for breakfast? Bit of porridge. porridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you it. See that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the ball, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a bit of porridge. Uh, we all meet up, got a coffee in the morning, go train, and do two hours there. And then depending on what day, I might do like a couple of personal training sessions with other people. Go home, have a sleep, back training then that evening. That's six days a week. Yeah. So I don't like I don't really well socialise. I don't don't drink anymore really. Um, on the other occasion, I got a few drinks there for me mates toured it um on Saturday, but it's not like a fight coming up now. So but it's kind of taking over your life, so they mean. Yeah. Crazy. It's 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 just weird. Like when I look back on it, and everybody saw this, and anybody from school around, if I meet them, oh, they'll just say like. It's, we never would have had you pegged for that, you know. Really, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I was never one for fighting. Like I said, I was I was a bit of a heavy goose a while yeah, back, yeah. you know. Crazy um, life can change just like that. I just went down just to pick it up, just to literally yeah. just to. It was because like you get into that sort of rut. Um, I was a plumber. I'm a plumber by trade. Like okay. Um, I have a job for you, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your man's sinking a gaff. 
But uh, now you do say Monday to Thursday, the check come, the, the, the wages go in, they're out on yep. the bat of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, dying Sunday, having a wash on Monday. That's the way everyone lives. Yeah, in completely. Oh, yeah. You know? So I was like, I just got a pain in my bollocks with that. Um, so but, how, went, but what was the point where you said, no, fuck this, and I'm not going to be. You know. I just I, I didn't really t- I, I didn't go down to take it too seriously because when I went down to Andy's place I would go down train um, go have a few points down that weekend be done yeah. and train on Monday so for a little bit um, do the week out again and back out in the drink and Andy started to pull me aside and he was like look um, why don't you take a couple of fights you know he's off the drink a little bit um, yeah. you might like it so it's just yeah and then we got a forced fight up the north how did you feel before that we must be ner- nervous couldn't, as well. see, couldn't even say my own name really the, the guys they, they swear to god so it was a, it's a place called um it's a little pub on the side of the motorway up the north i can't think of the name of it you're uh, fighting in a pub yeah it's a, it's a pub it was like uh, no way you'd have like a 24 or something okay yeah we yeah. did a ring like Fuck. in a room it was about 100 people there i would like, ship my pants so yeah it was really like, it was really everyone in the top of each other sitting at this tiny ring too but i was at like say middleweight yeah which is like, from my size is it's ridiculous i had a big belly going out the guy was fighting, I seen him hitting pads and all, because like, we were all, you had to stand next to the guy in the back room, there was no chip and change room. Oh, right. He was warming up there, and I was warming up here. That been one of the most nervous things. Weird. Was he a local lad, was he? I can't, I can't even think where he was from. I just, was he from Mayo? The crowd wasn't against you, so no. No, no, no. So I went out anyway, and I was like, the guys, before I went out, the guys said, like, wrap, get your hands wrapped, and that's when the nerves really started kicking in. Yeah. Um. So I went out, and the, the bell went, and I literally just ran for his leg, he just locked up a guillotine, more or less DDT'd me into the mat. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. first round. First round, 10 seconds, unconscious, spoke up, touching gloves, I was like, yeah, I'm good to go, and the ref says, no, you're good to go oh, back man. to your corner, oh. so I'm fine to have Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sickening. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was me. Yeah, like, I was, I was genuinely, I was t- there touching gloves on the ground, I was like, yeah, I'm good to go, the ref says, yeah. good to go back so, to your corner. And so what happened then, you brought into the dressing room, you got probably, what, did you get the bus back home? No, we all drove down. I drove up and down out yeah. fast somewhere. So uh, we kind of in your mind thinking, "Fuck, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do like." Yeah, it was like I'm, I'm the sort of person that I hate letting something get the get the better of me. You know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I think I took a fight two weeks later, and I won that one. And won my next one, and just started taking a couple of little amateur yeah. fights then, and then went pro. Had a good bit of success then going pro. One or two losses. Then Cage Warriors came around and just sort of went on a bit of a tear for about two and a half years. With yeah. Them, so yeah. Wow. Brilliant. Yeah. What do you make of all the people getting like getting into MMA now across Ireland? Because it's huge now. Yeah, really. it's great. I just uh, I think I think a lot of people are getting into it for uh, the wrong reasons. Like, it's great if you're getting into it to get fit or if you want to compete in the sport or you know just to take up as a hobby. Brilliant. Yeah. You get a lot of guys coming down to the gym and. Um, Telling them it's the cage for his MMA stars yeah, and they yeah, stand yeah. it it's like a status thing almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like it's you know if you're into it for that reason, just yeah, there's not the just go find a different spot, go play football or something. You know? Yeah, because it doesn't seem like a tradition of like of boxing. Because I I did a little bit of boxing in the modern because everyone does boxing. Every, like, a lot of people, a lot of kids, um, damas like I send them to boxing or uh, kempo karate. You know, it's yeah. good, it's good good martial arts to get you into a routine, get you a little bit of self respect. And I I found um with MMA like uh, your confidence goes up a little bit. You know, definitely you, yeah you yeah. Walk around, you can handle yourself. You know, better posture and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you step into a ring or like a cage, lock the door and fight another another human being, I'm sure you can like. You do, yeah. The like, confidence has to get. get it's high. not so much that you. Can, it's not even so much that like you can beat another man up. And I think it's just like, it's, oh yeah, 
I'm happy. Like, I've never been in a fight out in the streets since I've started this. It just it doesn't pop into my head, you know. But I just even think it gives you a little bit of a different way of looking at things, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Goes down, you're kind of ready. Which, for it, like, yeah. You're kind of more secure in yourself. Will, huh? You're yeah. kind of more secure in yourself, I suppose. That yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, who was your favorite MMA fighter ever? There's a guy called uh, Igor Vovchenkin. Okay. Fights in there. Uh, he's from Mayo, is he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you got a few real tensions down there now, are you? Right. Uh, used to fight in Pride years ago. He's a small guy. Yeah. Um, and he fought a heavyweight, and everybody told him he should have sort of made low heavyweight or middleweight because he was only a small guy. But he used to knock fellas out like in heavyweight, like rip through guys. Yeah, where's he from? Um, the Ukraine, I think. I think okay. he's finished fighting now. He's a busy yeah. man now. Um, but he was just, just a tough fucker. You yeah, know, he just was knocking everyone around. Yeah. Go and check him out online. Check Must out do. his highlights. Rails. What's his name? Igor Vovchenshin. Igor Vovchenshin. Yeah. Yeah. He's sounding... The Voivai. I love Fedor. Fedor is He kind of yeah. got me into him just watching it. Like, you know? But see, that's the, that's the way I would have been looking at when my friend used to be giving me the DVDs of him, yeah. Fedor, yeah. Pro Cop. Pro Cop. Yeah, Legend. see the Brilliant. UFC one with your man with the one boxing. The one box. <laughs> what was his bleeding name? That's right. Yeah. Really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. He was a pro boxer. Yeah, 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 really good. It was, was those kind of show when they first started off. No one really knew what it was. They hadn't a blade clue. Yeah. yeah, swinging bombs at fellas. <laughs> yeah. And then, then the Graces kind of took over, didn't they? Yeah, but that's who sort of started it. That's who. Yeah. That's who. Um, uh, sort of bankrolled the UFC one mm. and two and stuff like that, and yeah. uh, right up until they, they, they sort of, um, had a different marketing plan behind it. They were like one guy enters. Uh, two guys enter, one guy leaves and stuff like that yeah. instead of like being a bit more competitive and yeah. stuff like that. You, you look know? like the old those old fights, like the ref obviously it, it They're taking about a hundred punches on oh, the ground. Oh, really? oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The ref is standing over him, yeah. It's a, lot, yeah. it's a lot safer now though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean like if you were in a bad position and you literally take two or three bad shots, the ref will stop in and yeah. step in, you know. Completely, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's what they say about the the fact that it's in a cage, like people think that it's that's the cage just uh, makes it safer, yeah. It's actually yeah. safer mm-hmm. than a ring, so you don't fall out. Yeah. And then the, the smaller gloves as well is more safer than boxing because yeah. it's actually better to get hit knocked out. Well, that's a look, even in boxing, yeah. you take a big hit, you get dropped to the floor, and uh, you get the 10 count. Yeah. yeah. You're wobbled, wobbled, you come back to you. Yeah. How, how fast can you come back around in 10 seconds, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you're going out to get more. And then you might get knocked down again, so it can happen three times in a fight. Yeah. That's yeah. three different concussions, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, once, once in MMA, and then you look, and I won't even mind the amount of head strikes we take in a fight. Yeah. Could be really low, you know. Yeah. And it's such a painted boxing head. Plus, like. you can change it up and take it down. That's if, it, you're struggling if you're struggling, like a lot of people in MMA, that's sort of a one game plan you sort of learn as your basics in MMA if you get a big shot just mm-hmm. grab the guy just hold yeah, on yeah, to yeah. him because yeah. it's allowed in MMA where it won't be allowed in boxing just grab the guy you know, get your composure and then start walking yeah. there you know but, yeah. uh, when are you going to come down with the train? when am I going to come down to train? Um, when do you want me down there? do a proper bit of training do a full class I, I do training every day of my life I definitely come down yeah. someday uh, next week I'll I'm up down. for that as well yeah 100% what do you want to make me do though? Huh? What would you make uh, like uh, a kind of tough, semi-tough dude like myself do? Semi-tough, I would say a f- nearly three quarters tough. Yeah, three quarters. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, say, I'd say a close dude there. Yeah, yeah. Um, now there's a couple of beginners classes there. Yeah, I'm them them, trying with the lads. Yeah, like loads of kids are just throwing them around. The place. <laughs> no, you guys do <laughs> like yeah. six-year-olds. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Do you do the just jujitsu? Yeah, because uh, that's something I love to get into. Well. Yeah, really good. So uh, I noticed um, a lot of guys that start MMA. They just don't like getting hit. 
nobody likes getting hit but they just don't really get into it you know um, yeah. like nobody likes getting hit but you can sort some people can sort of just tolerate it mm-hmm. um, after a while but if you don't like MMA or if you're not into getting hit the jiu jitsu road is sort of where yeah. a lot of them Sounds go down good to me. Where, where can it go like MMA because you know like obviously there's brilliant people at jiu-jitsu or kickboxing or whatever like what what's the next stage of it for for which for MMA like in terms of like athletes like, like you know like Sage Northcote like he's pretty mental though with the moves he can do yeah like actually I was just Sage over in uh, Troystar yeah uh, when I went over there super nice guy seems um, like a guy you'd see on Save by the Bell back in the day <laughs> yeah uh, and like, he walks around unbelievably ripped all yeah, the time yeah. and I'm like how the fuck can you do that you it's know like a super like, athlete yeah I think it's just good genes. Like I think his sister yeah. walks around like ripped as well, super lean. The What's dad walks now? around, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dad walks around super lean, ripped as yeah. well. So it's um. You feel like a fat fucker in that house. Uh-huh. I'd be like walking around with the t-shirt on all day. Listen, I train. I train twice a day, six days a week, and I, oh, the only time I, I'm ever I ever look in shape is when I'm on the scales. I yeah. go all day like fitness wise, but it's just I never look cut to pieces. I see when you, in, yeah, I seen that. There's a photo of you when you're you're at weight. You so you've like what three stone lighter than you are now. Yeah. And so how do you lose shreds. that much weight? And that was in two weeks, I think, wasn't it? Oh, uh, so the one for two weeks, it was like... <laughs> Unbelievable. It was like, so we got the phone call on a Thursday. I was in the middle of work, and like I think I was I was actually working out on Intel at the time, uh, doing construction out there. And I'd walked out, and I was getting a big bit of steel or something, and Andy had rang me, he says, yeah, how fast can you make 66? And I'd never made 66 before, you know? I never thought it was possible, because yeah. just me frame. And um, I says, well, look, give me about five weeks, six weeks at a push, we'll do it. And I would have done it in six weeks, and... and and been able to fight fully at six weeks. He says, well, look, I'm after telling him um, maybe four or whatever. I says, yeah, all right, look, it happens, it happens. So my mind was racing then all, all day and work. Came back out then about an hour or two later. He says, can you make it in 12 days? I says, no. I says, no, simple as. Yeah. So we started, he said, look, it's for the UFC. And I says, it just cannot be done. He said, we left it there. Neil texted me back and he just said, just fucking make the way, you big baby. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah. No. Uh, Rang Andy back and I said, fuck it, we'll do it, we'll, we'll try it. Yeah. So, um, so you must have ate nothing how in the next few days. You see, you can't eat, you see, if you eat nothing, your body just holds on. It's in starvation mode, yeah? Yeah, it just literally, whatever you do then, you run all day long and the body won't yeah. just lose away. So you basically just have to, you still have to eat quite a bit, uh, a lot throughout the day, like maybe five times, six times a day, but really small, like, like a tiny handful of food. And that's yeah. to keep it going to the next yeah. one. So metabolism yeah, that's if you keep if it stops, you're bollocksed. Yeah. But if you keep it going, you know handful of nuts or handful of nuts or half a chicken breast and one piece of broccoli. That must be know. the hardest part for them for MMA boys, is it? Yeah, I mean alright, so I love food, you know, and I that's that's the only reason why I'm not a champ in the UFC. Because <laughs> I love food. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. So the whole process of weight cutting is ridiculous. Yeah. Um who was I fighting before? I was fighting Philip Mapier, El Vespig, nice guy. Um, I, I was fighting my 70.9 kilos it was lightweight 155 pounds so I thought I was on weight and so, um, I'd, I'd done all my saunas elsewhere or whatever and I thought I was on weight and they were, the weigh-ins were over in his gym and uh, mm. John's place in town so we got in and they had a sauna and there I checked my weight and I was still on their scales I was still about half a kilo over so I went into the sauna Phil's on the ground dying to death sorry Phil what's happening <laughs> I was in there chatting away you know um, and I'm fighting him the next day right chatting away because I know Phil years yeah and uh, so he made weight I made weight about five minutes later so see you tomorrow went out had a great fight met him back in the pub and I said uh, what way did you walk back in today yeah 
spørger 80 kilos, og så siger jeg, jeg vil være 80 kilos. Så det er en every fight, both fighters cut loads away, they yeah. weigh in, I put nearly the amount, exact same amount of weight. There must be some different. There must be something, a, a better way to do it, like because that seems a bit dangerous to be cutting so much weight. They were saying they should really fight when they're walking around. Weight. Yeah, like if if they if we just fought at seventy seven kilos, um, we yeah. we just cut a kilo or two and didn't have wouldn't have yeah. to kill ourselves. I don't know. What, what what would you what would you recommend like a better way to to kind of go? I by don't it? know. See, they're still trying to figure out this sort of. Some of them are saying same day weigh-ins, but. Then you'll get people cutting the extra kilo or two to make the same day weigh and, fighting at a really and weak go, go into yeah. the fight dehydrated. And that's when you get permanent brain damage and stuff. Then they're saying regulate them throughout the whole fight camp so mm-hmm. they'll not be allowed. Um, so say you start your fight camp at 80 kilos, you're not be allowed more than, say, 10 kilos off that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then they're saying, well, who the fuck's going to regulate that? Who's going to... Don't know why it's falling around saying, hey, you're, you're too much weight there. <laughs> get off the chicken burger, you know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. there's nobody to regulate it. There's no... Um, I don't know. So when you get off the scales, what do you eat then? Do you just pile on as much protein? As no, 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 no. So <coughs> you have to do about two or three hours of like carbohydrate drinks, salts, stuff like that. And it's all timed. So for, for every, what's it, liter I get, or for every 500 milliliters, it's every half an hour. If you drink quicker than a half an hour, you have to wait the next half an hour. Why is that? Because yeah, if you like, if you eat or drink too fast, your belly just feels like it's f- stuffed. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, just feels like stuffed. So because you're yeah, like literally, there's no, there's no water, there's no, there's nothing in your stomach to sort of. Uh, Is it after shrinking down? Shrinking down and it's bound dry. So yeah. basically, you're trying to get all the fluids back in, get you hydrated a little bit first. So yeah, so your stomach has sort of fluids to digest whatever's coming in next. Um, oh, I start myself off on like baby foods. It's yeah. Just oh really? Yeah. So wow. it's it's really easy to digest because babies eat it. It's full of carbs, no sugar, yeah, and yeah. stuff in it. So get get clued into one or two of them. The nice stuff now, not the shit yeah. past it and taste any. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like the, <laughs> the bananas, like the desserts. Yeah, yeah. Type they're, of stuff. they're handy, aren't they? They're grand, yeah. You know what? So you are right? you worrying about all that as well as like in less twenty four hours you're gonna you're gonna fight someone. Yeah. Insane. Well, like your coach will sort of take over that little bit. They'll say right. They put you on the timer. They make all their drinks. Yeah. All you have to do is literally just... Level, you got yeah, yeah, just next, take it off them. Yeah, just take it off them onto the next one, you know, yeah. so... When you're at that level where you have people helping you, you might have a nutritionist. Yeah. But if you're doing, like, smaller shows or smaller, like, different so, events... Uh, yeah, well, like, even taking back a couple of years to when I was, when I hadn't got any of that, um, geez, I used to just... That's when I was starving myself. So I would yeah. say start a start week at 80 kilos. I literally would eat... I would stop drinking water nearly about a week out from a fight that's or like just yeah. drink enough to keep me going boy you know yeah. slowly dehydrate oh. myself and that's the worst thing to do because your body releases a gas called off the top of my head I can't think um, but basically it, it thickens up your blood and you can't dehydrate yourself anymore so it stops you from dehydrating if you get me mm-hmm. um, so then I used to kill myself I used to spend like five six hours in the sauna or maybe a Thursday night another five or six hours in the sauna on the Friday did you ever faint? no never? no Right, yeah, I was, I was alright. Um, that way, I know a few, few lads who fainted and stuff. Um, yeah, because at the wins, you look at them, you're like, they don't seem like, they, they're, they seem very drawn. Some of them, you know. Oh yeah, like, but some of them cut absolutely massive weight. Like, get them, get themselves like dry to the yeah, bone. Yeah, was there some lad there recently uh, cut like some like 
10 kgs or 20 kgs well there was John Lennon I don't know yeah, Sanchez something Sanchez Sanchez right? yeah yeah. Um, well he had, he had dieted right down and then he'd put on like 25 pounds overnight which is like 10 and a half kilos or 11 kilos overnight which yeah. Sanchez this, this Diego Sanchez Diego Sanchez he made featherweight for the weekend so he dieted right down to to featherweight and he usually fights at either welterweight or lightweight and he'd think he put on like maybe 20, 26 pounds is it in, in a night fuck me I well, like, put it this way, Anthony put in, it, do, it doesn't really come back out until after the fight. Like, yeah. Your body just goes and just sucks everything in. Like, right, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you eat on the day of a fight? What's exactly? The day before you can more or less have Anthony one because the, the, the first, it's, they say the first 12 hours yeah. after weigh ins, is that's critical. So, as long as you get your carbohydrate shakes, your salts, your good carbs in um, the night before, yeah. you can sort of eat. But you couldn't be eating like you couldn't eat a burger or something like that. You'd puke and it just would you really? Yes, yeah, it would. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It takes a huge toll on your body. Yeah, like you know, that's what that's why I just don't think um, like for 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 the sport that you're getting punched in the face, dehydrating yourself is like the most ridiculous thing Completely. ever. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's done at such a high level. I don't, I don't know why people are doing it. You know? I play Gaelic now. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm wow. brutal. Like, that's the thing. I was brutal at like every other sport I tried. <laughs> really? I was fucking shy. I was yeah. shy at everything, oh. and then. That's when everybody thinks like it's just the weirdest sport that I got into. Yeah. Because I never, I was never one for fighting. You know? What well, was it like your first uh, UFC meet? The build up to it. Like, it was fucking horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Just because I had that big weight cut. Because we got there. Um, it was in Stockholm, wasn't it? Yeah. So we got there on the Wednesday or the Tuesday. And when you get there, they bring you down for like uh, a pre weighing. So they just want to know how far you're off weight. Yeah. Uh, is it doable? So we got there. And, the guy took us down and uh, he put put me up on the scales and I think I was like 77 kilos and I had to sit here 66 so 11 kilos in two days um, so he put me up on the scales he says right 70 kilo, 77 kilos Paul Levin's going to make lightweight and Neil turned around to him and he says uh, he's going to featherweight and the guy just looked at me as if I had like fucking 10 <laughs> heads you know yeah, yeah. He, he didn't think I was going to make weight at all and I think I was out weight, off weight by about maybe 2 pounds 3 pounds yeah so I couldn't get I literally if I went any lower, I probably would have. So what happens when you're off weight then? Um, I had to give him twenty percent of my purse. Really? Yeah. So they actually have to go back in and ask he, him. He can turn it down. Yeah, he can turn it down. It's frowned upon, like if you turn down a fight, um, sort of from the wow. UFC. And nine times out of ten, if, if a guy misses weight, he's gonna go out and lose the fight anyway because he hasn't put the prep in. Yeah. If you've yeah. if you've been given long enough to make like if you, that, there was uh, Johnny Hendricks. Yeah. He'd like fucking three months to make weight. Uh, comes com, comes to making weight and obviously I know you can't tell if you get kidney stones but I mean if you do your wake up right that shouldn't happen yeah. and apparently he was eating like fucking steaks four times a day like three weeks out of my fight which is like unheard of crazy yeah. mad and he's like he's not that big a welterweight either like he's quite small I know yeah. he's stocky and stuff but you know welterweight shouldn't be a problem for him mm. you'd make welterweight would you I'm 70 what, what, what weight is that 77 yeah, that's exactly what I'm. Seventy-seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get it with, now. If you are seventy-seven, you go down to sixty-six. Why would you I do would. that? But why? That's why why is that? Huh? Why is that? Why would you not just fight your walking around with? Well, he wouldn't be fight, fight, he'd be fighting fighting shape now. He'd lose a lot of body fat now. He'd lose street fighting. Shape. A lot of body fat, and he'd get down, get down to about. So guys on the scales would be at about five, four to five percent body fat. That's crazy. Wow. It's sort of the lowest you can go. Probably about healthy. thirty now. Yeah. What, what would it have been now off, off your eyes? 35? 40? 25%. 25% 30, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what did you say? Would I, would I go down a week? He'd probably go down to 66 kilos. For what reason? 
Well, yeah, well, once you, much, once, once you start training, you'd be a tiny welterweight. Tiny. Mm-hmm. I'd, like, I'd be a tiny welterweight. Yeah. Um, once you'd start training and, say, clean up your diet and get mm-hmm. off the gargles, uh, <laughs> out the points, you'd sort of you'd lean out about 73 and then you'd just cut the rest down. Yeah. Maybe four a week. But would it not be that wouldn't be a hard cut for you at 66. No? No. I know, I like, I like food too much. What would you eat? What would I eat? What do you eat on a normal day? So what do you have today? Tell you what I had today. A bowl of porridge. Right. Porridge as a nod to you. And do you know how he makes his porridge as well? What? <laughs> the, the express route. I've got a weird way of making exactly. porridge. I just basically I get the kettle and boil it, pour over the porridge, spoon of honey and then just eat it. That's the that's job. That's a perfect yeah. MMA That's the job. So I'm halfway there. Yeah, that's the right job. I had a um, tuna melt today. Yesterday I had a Subway though. What you have in the Subway? Oh, sure. <laughs> Beef, turkey, whatever you. I just said, give us that cheap on there. Right. So yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a sub of the day, and then tonight I'll probably have a bit of soup that my mother made for me. That's alright. You know, so that's, that's it, not the worst. Maybe a few biscuits and even yeah, bit of cake. That'd, yeah, that'd <laughs> that's a killer. It. No, that's not a bad diet though. It's not no, too bad, but just I can't shift a bit of weight. Or I want to get a six pack this year. It's a bit too late now. Actually, <laughs> maybe next year. We'll have to get you a fight. We're gonna. Yeah, we'll oh, have to oh. get you a fight. Yeah, yeah. I'd be up for it. I really would. would. Yeah, because I mean. I like doing these things that kind of push you out of your comfort zone because I, I do a bit of stand-up comedy. Yeah, of course, yeah. And that's really nerve-wracking too. Come here, I'd, I'd gladly get into a cage where I can try and tell a joke. I, I, yeah, I feel the opposite people. way of that, you know? Would you, yeah? Yeah, definitely. But if, if What I happens then if a, if a joke absolutely bombs on oh, stage? Oh, you just shit yourself. <laughs> there you it's, go. It's, you're, you're the loneliest person in the world, <laughs> but it's the opposite. Of, it's, if somebody laughs at your jokes, you feel like an absolute champion. Right, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it can work either way. Yeah, of course, it's like yeah. walking up that thin line. But, um, if I wanted to get into the MMA, um, what would I have to do? All right, so if it's you personally or me personally, else? yeah, because like, well, yeah, just anybody that's done a bit of martial arts in the past. Yeah, just find the gym, sort of near you. Mm-hmm. Go down, check it out, see if it's at a good level. Yeah, if it's not at a really good level. There's not really a point in doing it mm. there, to be honest. Find like find a good a good solid gym that's around you. I just get stuck in and um, don't don't show away like try every class that's available in like yeah. don't say you don't like judo if you've never tried it. don't say you don't like boxing uh, just because you're saying try everything I used to hate judo yeah because I used to get thrown on my arse every fucking two minutes then that's sort of that and a bit of wrestling now is stuff I like doing yeah. you know so uh, you'd be surprised and then it goes in roundabouts too so at the minute I'm really liking jiu jitsu and boxing again mm-hmm Two months time, I fucking hate going to boxing. You're back, you like judo or something else? Like judo, like going to wrestling. Yeah. It does, it goes round and round and round. So, if, like, if I fell out of love with jiu jitsu a couple yeah. of times, and then you come back to it again, you're really good, and then you go off doing boxing. Well, that's, that's the beauty of me, because there's always something ah, you're always working something on. Yeah, yeah. And there's like, even, even jiu jitsu alone, like, uh, there's new techniques, like, sort of guys thinking up these new things, fucking. Yeah, left, few, right, I, and I actually a few new moves I could show. Yeah, like the world. kick, the kick, the flick kick, <laughs> the <laughs> flick kick. <laughs> is there any age that you can like? Is is it any age that's too old to get into MMA? No, so we, who's the oldest to us now? We've got a guy, um, Mick Mick Neary. I think he's pushing around seventy. Oh, seventy. Wow. Yeah, he just got his brown belt there. Yeah. No way. Wow. Jumps in with all the lads, what flies around that's on the mats. Yeah, yeah. Doing I think just yeah. jujitsu. Yeah. 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 How long does it take to get a brown belt in jujitsu? Mick, um, yeah, start, yeah, sort of average time if you're doing it long enough and can train it hard enough, it's like 10 years to a black belt. Oh, you know, Mick's doing it for 10, 11 years, wow. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who grades it out there? Would it be Andy? So Andy, Andy's like a second degree black belt now. So if I give Andy like 100 quid or something, he might give me a. Give, you, give him a drop, see, yeah. Second degree, <laughs> that's the tips. 
Yeah. He's got two tips on his so belt. So a go I think in, when you get the black belt it goes by years then like so if you get your black belt obviously you're still teaching and training, I think it goes three years or five years, okay. you get another tip I mean there's no sort of set time to get your black belt, like BJ Penn and um Kid Dale. Three years. Three years, yeah. yeah. So really? like, if you're good enough you wow. get it. Like B- BJ was the first American to win uh, the Brazilian Open. Oh yeah. Like yeah. non Brasilian. Yeah, true true jitsu but he's a, he's he's a weird athlete as well, like he can jump Why out four four feet of water really? straight out yeah. onto the yeah, yeah. yeah, so there's like just just freaks of nature out there. That's, that's the beauty of it. I struggle it? getting out of bed in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the beauty of it though, because everybody's kinda just better at certain things or like yeah. amazing at different kind of everyone practices it different in different ways. Yeah. And that brings like two kind of different things into the ring together. Of course, yeah. Like I wouldn't be the best boxer or whatever but I'd be really good jiu-jitsu and uh, wrestling so sort of stick to that that's yeah. sort of my game plan most fights whereas Neil will be good in the ground good in, good stand up so there his game plans so every fight has different you know for somebody that has no train like just like a 20 year old how long would it take them to get from zero to probably like fighting the UFC well there's me a prime example from yeah. absolutely nothing mm-hmm. no uh, background at all seven years seven years yeah yeah. Now, and, but I'm saying that like, I've worked my arse off like, yeah cut weight over four Christmases like didn't have a Christmas dinner or nothing like didn't spend time with my family out you're doing, out doing 10k runs yeah that's dedication um, taking fights back back to back yeah. fucking for years fighting in halls fighting for 100 quid fighting yeah. for fucking fighting anyone did the nerves go down after a while no no, no you always? get you get a little bit better and dealing with them but as soon as as somebody says to me right you start getting your hands wrapped <laughs> yeah, 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 that's when you blow the load. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah. So, but then it's it's weird. So when we when we get to the arena, everybody's laughing and joking. They're giving a bit of stick, you know. Yeah. Then somebody says, "Get your hands wrapped." Then the nerves get in. Everybody changes. It's almost and like there's a tension built in the air. Yeah, yeah. Like it, you'll see, it, it starts to slow down, and as the time gets on, yeah. everybody sort of knows what time it's coming. At. And then once sort of everybody's on the. Uh, the same level then yeah you just kick do off you, but then do you did your family ever go to the fights and uh, do you see them in the crowd if you oh, if I, I just tell them now i'm not fighting or oh, like my sister asked me a couple of years back for cage warriors in dublin she was like uh, are you fighting this weekend we're gonna go we're gonna get my man all to get tickets and all now so that's over in london you think <laughs> so i fought, I fought like, down the road my house the helix yeah, and yeah. uh she was like that was in dublin you you, you cunt and I'm, you know so uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just I'd rather just go and do it with my team to be honest. Yeah, and, uh, I know what you mean? Imagine looking into the crowd and seeing your family bleeding raw. Oh yeah, sure, I've know? done the same with the stand up. I've like told my family like, oh that's that's in a different pub, and then I'd be like, oh sorry, I told you the wrong pub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I meet them after and apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just how it goes, you know. I know some people get caught up. There's a, like there's a, a brilliant lad in our gym, Huey O'Rock. He's like, yeah, uh, he's just turned eighteen, the hottest prospect to come out of uh, like Dublin for really? yeah, and brilliant, absolutely. He's been training for the last ten years with Andy uh, since he's a kid. Like he's been around, been around all his life. But he used to get he used to get caught up in um, bringing everybody. So he lives up in Darndale, up in Kilock, and like he's sort of a little celebrity up there. You know, yeah. everybody knows. Maybe he knows he's a good fighter. So everybody wants to go and see him. He, he used to sell like he'd get put on a show and sell like two hundred tickets, hundred fifty tickets or whatever. Um, and he'd go out and get beat because he's putting all this extra pressure on himself Okay. so now he took a little bit of time off came back like he was always still training came back and now we just told him like Andy and ourselves just leave all that family and all at home yeah. just go and do your own thing Yeah. so now he's back and he's, he's uh, not kicking take, ass oh he's going walking through fellas for sure really? you know, yeah. 
nobody's going to see him just you know, it's the best way for it you know it's, yeah. it's, there's no point putting that extra tension on yourself you know no definitely not what do you think about the uh, the future of the, the sport like in Ireland yeah, or in general? in general like did you know the way like the, they're trying out new stuff with it's because it's so new they're trying out like capoeira and stuff like that like yeah it, i mean i think um i think it's gone like you've, you've everybody's seen the progression from like we were saying um before like a guy from boxing with one glove to sort of the level it's at now yeah, yeah. um i'm kind of expecting a flash kick one of the days yeah. Like, you know, Kyle from Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like know that. what? It's not. It won't be unheard of. It's, not, it's yeah. not. You See, what's happening now is, right, so, um, when guys were fighting in UFC 1, they hadn't got a fucking clue. They were coming in off the streets and fighting or whatever, you know. They obviously had a bit of skill somewhere in doing whatever martial arts. Yeah. But they weren't at a high level. Um, and then you'd see the progression of guys getting better, guys getting better. But it was always predominantly, like, striker versus wrestler or wrestler versus jiu-jitsu guy or jiu-jitsu guy versus boxer or whatever um, now it's mis- mixed martial arts now I, now kids are getting into it 17, 18 whatever age and yeah. they're training the whole lot together yeah. and they're just phenomenal like this yeah. kid like, the looks of Yui now he's been training he, he's a proper mixed martial artist he's not good on the ground he's not good he's great on the ground really? he's great, great stand yeah. one of the best stand up guys in the gym isn't like Batters me like punch yeah. the head out of me standing up. He's like fights at fifty seven kilos, you know, brilliant. As, as technical ability goes, he's like one of the best really? in the gym. Yeah, yeah. He's almost dedicated all his time to it. Yeah, like I mean, I know when you get to that age, you get caught up going out having a few can, sneaky cans around the back of the Especially field. In Ireland, there's such pressure to drink in Ireland that yeah. like it's hard but, for you kind of guys. Of course, yeah. Like I was just, I was just uh, fortunate enough that I did all my going out and the piss down the fields before I got the hands, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd sort of done all that, you know, but uh, if you start young and you get to that 15, 16 year age, you know, um, it, it can take you off away from it for a few years. Uh, but it's not the end of the world. Did, you, know, did you lose any friends because of like saying, I'm not going out tonight, lads, I'm, I'm kind of... Yeah, thinking. I mean, like, I, I wouldn't really see any of my friends that I used to hang around with now, like at ground to one or two of them now, um, and I'd still like be with them, yeah. like the odd time, but I mean, some of them just are still talking that same bollocks when they were 20, 21 years yeah, of yeah. age. They're in the same pub, same spot, same seats, talking about the same gig. I was out at a house party last night, smashed <laughs> in bits, dying today, and you're yeah. like, you're 31. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? It's, like, it's a bit like us, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, that's, 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 that the <laughs> that's, that's the way I feel about it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like they get well, caught in a fishing circle. Being in a small town, being that's kind of what inspired the Heidi books as well just lots of people doing the same thing yeah. so I'd say, it's hard, I'd say it's hard for guys down in rural areas like that that there's, you know, there won't be a good gym around it there won't no, be not, no not at all like, I think not. in Mayo there's one in Westport I don't know what it's called but I think like there's definitely not in most of the towns there's yeah. nothing really a bit of boxing yeah boxing yeah, like, it hasn't spread out that much yeah even the boxing gym it's not the same level it's very hard for a kid even if they are inter- interested in MMA yeah. there's nowhere you can go I'm like yeah, think that is changing though. I think across Ireland, right? Yeah, of course. Like um, you've got some really good guys opening up gyms. I mean, uh, from Andy's uh, affiliate gyms. If, like say even down in he's down in Limerick, Fergal. Uh, he's w- one of the best black belts in Ireland. You know, mm-hmm. not a lot of people know about him. He's won. The, he's been to the ADCCs. He's won the worlds. He's won the Euros. He's uh, he's phenomenal black belt. And, What's his name? Uh, Fergal Quinlan. Mm-hmm. He has his own gym down there, but he's, he, I think he only runs it part time because he walks as well. Uh, but like he's smack bang in the middle of Limerick. Uh, there's not too many. He'd probably be the only good one down there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's there is 
really, really good level, high level gyms like that around. If you do search them out, or if you're planning to, or if you're able to travel to them a little bit, um, there is good training out there. But I mean, for kids, it's, it, it'd be pretty tough if they, if they can't get out to it, you know? Yeah. You train kids, don't you? Um, I don't. Um, there's a couple in the gym they do, they've got like phenomenal, uh, some great kids coming through. Like, so they start at three years of age and they go to like say seven and then they go to another little program that'd be like they're really juniors and um, then they go like seven to ten eleven and then they go into like can you imagine starting start MMA that's at three years old like no it's not MMA so like they start Jiu Jitsu just oh, okay. to get them just to get <laughs> just them in and <laughs> what, do you so, th- like, what do you think is the youngest that you should be doing like MMA, MMA at? Um, I'd say early teens yeah, yeah. Um, and like even then like full amateur rules like, there's no hot, like the way they do it in Ireland is if you're under 16, you're not allowed punch in the head at all. So no headshots whatsoever. They'll have the little bit bigger gloves on. Yeah, um, Full chin pads, maybe a headgear in some shows. Um, but they won't be, kids that young won't be going in to like uh, a cage in like a show. They do it on like a, a big mat area, mm-hmm. say in a school hall. So they yeah, know yeah. that they do. Yeah, so like it takes the pressure off the kids. It takes doesn't they're not going walking into a big cage in front of like a lot of yeah. piss heads, you know. That's, not, that's not right for kids, I don't think. No, know? so just little competitions like jujitsu competitions or toy boxing yeah. competitions. Put them in that force, and then um, maybe when they're a little bit older, then throw them in the MMA, you know. Mm. Be scary when those three year olds, though, if they keep it up, that's what I'm saying. If they down. keep, if guys like that keep, like, like, I know I said it before, Yui, um, just not just himself, there's uh, his cousin Patrick, he's he's about a little bit older now, 22, he fights for Bama, Um he's an unbelievable talent as well, you really? know. He's he's one of the longest training in Ireland as well, 10, 11 years on Andy, Um he, 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 he's had a weird run of it, so he did like. Good few amateur MMA fights and went through everybody amateur. Then got to that 18, 19 year old stage. Sort of left the gym for about two years, went on the piss, uh, came back. Was he just had? He's just that natural talent. When he came back, he wiped everybody on the yeah. mat. He's brilliant. Um, he took his second pro fight over in Lithuania. It was, I think it was a big, big deal for him. It was like seven thousand people. It was like fighting in the middle of a point. He was fighting a local lad then over there as that well. Must so. be, that must be scary. Like I mean, Lithuanian boys are tough enough as it is. <laughs> yeah, um, in a cage with them. That was good. It was a good show, but it, it was a ring. That was the thing. It was, okay. it, was it was a boxing ring. Okay, like K one or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was MMA rules, and it was only two rounds. It was a weird set of rules. Yeah. The two five-minute rounds, no headshots on the ground. Yeah. As soon as they went to the ground, they like only 10 seconds to walk. And mm-hmm. The real set didn't suit him, and he ended up getting beat. But then he came back out, and uh, he got a good win on Bama then. Um, he got a, a, a knockout knee. Knee, knee your man in the head, second yeah. round or third round. Knocked him out. So, uh, yeah, he's another one to watch, you know. What's uh, Danny White like? Never met him. Did you? I actually met him once. Um, not this time in, in Ireland last year yeah I actually asked him was he going to sign me up already yeah I seen him in the house seen him in the Gibson Hotel I pulled him aside said Dano Star this is a this is an X amount I, like these are me pro fights whatever he says what, what weight do you fight I said uh, lightweight he says uh, Mel Joe Silva I said alright will do thanks really that, that, that was about yeah, yeah, yeah that's all I've ever met Dana you know and does Dan have the last call on who gets signed up no he, he won't he's, he won't even deal with that you know really yeah they, like as I said, the matchmakers now they be the one to sort of unless like Dan it obviously if if he's seen it I know he's he's so insane he's not caught up yeah uh, oh yeah of what was that thing called do you know uh, uh, find, find a fighter. fighter finding fighter yeah yeah so he went down seen him seen Sage and 
he said this kid is obviously good you know yeah. it seems like it was a bit set up though doesn't completely it? like absolutely yeah. yeah yeah well he wouldn't be going down to a show like saying yeah. like he wouldn't waste his time going down to a show yeah. if there wasn't something there to look at you know yeah. so obviously someone said like check cue, out yeah, yeah check yeah. out this guy he's on was this he card, in so. TriStar before that Sage that, yeah no, so, um, so we were all up there and sort of we got a call they, they got a call to say that he was coming through and everybody was yeah yeah come wait to meet him see what he's like see if he is that good yeah. yeah yeah he's good I didn't get a chance to spar all well with him um, the first day he was there it was like more technique class and then it was, the next day it was like jiu jitsu but mm-hmm. was, everyone was trying to roll with him like oh come on we were, like friendly boys like, they're all yeah, saying yeah, come yeah. on we roll come on we do jiu jitsu roll or whatever and then the Saturday the last day I was there I was coming home so he, he was only there for like four or five days I was I was on the last week and he stayed there, um. I just never got a chance to spar him. Yeah, but he is good. He's like he's showing all them front front flips and back flips. Yeah. Do you see anybody it? tapping him out? I didn't. But no. I did, a few of the guys had said they did. You know, not not bragging about yeah, it. They yeah, were yeah. like, oh no, he's not like yeah. this this or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah he's good. What's so, the do- sorry? What's the dorms like in 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 TriStar? Because you you spend a bit of time there. Yeah. So there's like sort of two parts. Um. One used to be a, one side used to be a brothel up until about six months ago. I know it. I know it well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other side is um, sort of where all the fighters used to stay, but then once the the, the brothel sort of moved so out. Where did you do your most year of your sweating? <laughs> 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 so they, I think they got moved out about six months ago, um, and then the the fighters just sort of moved in no, there. Now. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, like there was. Um, they, they, the girls used to come over and hang out with all the lads and all really? uh, yeah just chill out watch TV you know I was them over the far side oh you know? yeah that sounds yeah. cool <laughs> <laughs> no like interesting they're only moved around the corner though so next time when you're over in Canada Definitely, yeah, yeah. We'll go, bro. we want to go for soon actually we do yeah we want to go <laughs> fill in there are you, are you heading back there anytime soon yeah um, I sh- might be going over this side of Christmas I don't know I'm undecided oh, mm-hmm. but definitely in January I'll be over there uh, I'm, this time I'm thinking about going on for about six months brilliant wow so yeah, we'll see, yeah. See what's the connection there between like the Rhino Gym and, and yeah so um, obviously I'm doing that horrible weight cut in Sweden um, yeah. and Eric O'Keefe gave me a text uh, just you know was telling me about um, Eric O'Keefe the tank yeah he's a big lad he's yeah, like a soldier <laughs> uh, he gave me a text uh, on Facebook you know start chatting away he was telling me about um, some nutritionists I could work with like the likes of George Lockhart and stuff they do a lot of um, stuff for GSP and um, Duffy and Blaze yeah. uh, so he says look if, you ever, if you're ever in town or if you ever want to come over you know just, uh, give us a shout we'll hook you up and I met him uh, finally over in Scotland when I fought over there Joe was fighting over there too yeah. um, super nice guy you know uh, invited me to come over went over didn't charge me a penny for training you know mm. um, and I've just been friends ever since he had me down at his house every weekend I was over there watching fights cooking with steaks yeah he's a really nice guy yeah because yeah, we, we met him at Fight Night Dublin he's yeah, oh, absolutely legendary you, you would not meet a nicer guy you know um, puts his, ha- his home out to all the fighters the weekends yeah. they, they come over stay in his house free of charge yeah. and st- you know yeah, he's very welcome. Super nice guy. All the lads seem nice as well. Like Firas was. Oh, do you know what? That's I've done um, a couple of stints uh, in different gyms. I was over an American Top Team before, and some of some of some of the guys over there would. I won't say out to hold you, but they're definitely. Uh, a yeah, a lot harder. Where, where's this? American Top Team. Okay. It was, it was in that. Okay, cost check in that is he? No, he's uh, okay. So who's in? You've got. The, the two guys I fought from um, in the UFC Wifford and uh, yeah and what they're kind of there's a bit of a edges. no not them no look I sparred some well the way guys over there now I'm going back to 2011 and um, there was one guy in particular uh, 
I, I caught him with a judo throw. He's a big guy now, well, the way. Yeah. Anyway, I caught him with a judo throw and sort of floored him. And, you know, I actually didn't mean to land on him. I said sorry. He just, you know, picked him up off the ground. He says, yeah, no problem. That's that's fine, mate. Two seconds later, he sort of picked me up, turned me around in midair and spiked me on my head. Uh, oh, fuck. Like Brian O'Driscoll. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not saying that everyone, a lot of the guys over there were super nice too. Even the coaches are yeah. pure genuine. But they're, they're, I noticed one or two of the guys were sort of out to get you just because yeah. you weren't from the gym. Yeah, it was going to welcome you to the gym. Whereas Troy, yeah, more or less. Whereas Troy started, the first day I got there, everybody was coming up asking to spy it, but not to smash our head into yeah. a big. Yeah. Just because you're a new guy in the gym, they wanted to make you feel welcome. Yeah, Where are you cool. from? Yeah, like a bonding well. thing almost. Yeah, I, I, you know, every, every, every guy over there is absolutely a gentleman. That's yeah. great. It's such a, like, a the high quality gym as well. Like, Do you know, uh, it, like, even down to um, the likes of GSP and Rory, you know? Yeah. Um, you would think they'd have a, a, a little bit of an ego and it couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. I went down to the gym on the Monday that I got there, you know, I got there on the Sunday, so I went training on Monday. There's George taking the class, having a joke around with everybody, Roddy comes in, hitting the bag and stuff. Crazy. Um, sparring Roddy's mate, um, Nardine, Taleb, and Roddy's shouting in a voice for me mm -hmm. to be his friend, you know, yeah. so it's like, they're not out there just for... Yeah, there's no ego at all like Not at all, no, no whatsoever. That's brilliant. That's great. That's why I'm going back. That's why I'm planning a trip on going back soon. Yeah, straight as you know, um, the, the level is pretty good over there. Like it's super high, you know. Um, and like I said, the dorm is like literally next door, so it mm -hmm. just makes life that much handier, you know. Yeah. Have you set a date or anything for trying to get back into the UFC? No. Um, I'm re any? realistically. Yeah. I think it will take me a year. Okay. I'm th I'm thinking the goods of four fights. You got to go out and win four fights good against mm -hmm. uh, solid opponents in Europe and. Yeah, do your four fights and they'll take you back in, no yeah. problem. Yeah. You know. Do you sign up with someone else now? Do you go back to is it Cage Warriors or? I'd see, I'd see what, what's on the cards. I think there might be a little bit of news coming in the next day or so. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, so I sort tell of got. Tell us go on ahead, I then. can't. No, it's I, it's I can't. genuinely can't. We'll probably be released by the time we get. Yeah, we won't. So this isn't. This isn't. Live. This isn't live. I know. So uh, officially, I've been signed back to Cage Warriors. Oh, um, brilliant. Like they've been off the radar for a year now since last August. They've sort of. So the sh what happened there was they were putting on like super shows, uh, like Cage Warriors best in Europe, um, and what happened was there was a I think it was a Jordanian prince or a sheik or something of the royal family owned basically owned the Cage Warriors and was pumped throwing money out. Didn't <laughs> that was one of his toys? Like basically, yeah, Cage yeah, Warriors yeah. one of his toys. Um, CEO is a cork um, guy called Graham Boylan, and he was looking at that's how basically all of, all of us Irish guys got noticed and signed. Mm -hmm. so they were putting. Um, shows on MMA Junkie and so much uh, they were putting out so much content and having those Irish guys fighting and they started coming to Ireland and that's how Connor won his two belts Neil won his belt Cottle won his belt Chris won his belt put all of his Irish guys on and we all got, that's how I got my 7-1 um, wins so when, when a couple of us got signed to the UFC uh, I think the, 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 the Jordanian Sheik or whatever he took a job up with the Jordanian government so basically you can't have any other companies that sort of conflicts interest while you're working, I don't know. So I think he sold a lot to Graham. Um, I think there was a little bit of a, a waiting sort of game for about a year and mm -hmm. it's going to be back up and running soon. Brilliant. So Cage Warriors, uh, been, we've been contacting sort of Cage Warriors in the last day or so since the UFC. Yeah. Um, so it looks like I'll be fighting on their first show of the year next year. You don't know who yeah. you're fighting? No. I have no clue, yeah. If you need a bit of training, just cause cold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do that flick kick. Yeah. <laughs> do you um, like getting a lot of fights in like, yeah, like, as many as possible, or do you like a bit of time on? No, um, like, uh, like what you were saying there about Aldo. So he, 
this this one he's been nearly out 15 months I would hate that that's crazy I would fucking hate that that must be bad for you like I thought it was a long a long time away from when I did the Sweden fight August to Sweden I was like fuck I haven't fought in four months yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. um, I, I, like when I was fighting with Cage where I was doing like maybe four or five a year so mm-hmm. I, did, I think I did four my first year and then I think I did eight fights no four my first year and then three the next year or something like that it was a yeah. stacked uh, right show I think the most fights I did in one year was seven that was that was a crazy year but yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. do you reckon Aldo's gonna is he gonna be around for this fight yeah Think so? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's a huge paycheck. I think it's the biggest paycheck he's, he's ever had for one fight. Like, um, yeah. there's Mendes got five hundred grand for the last fight. And, um, can't can't go wrong with that. What no. do you think of the the Reebok deal? Like, did that affect you? No, it it, it benefits the lower tier guys. Um, like not not like nobody wants to sponsor someone on the first fight of some fight pass card that nobody gets uh, that only goes hardcore diehard fans are going to watch it's not televised yeah. yeah so the likelihood of sponsorship for that guy or to take me and Neil for, for instance we didn't have call sponsors going in the UFC or whatever until the Reebok deal came around and then we were getting like two and a half grand dollars but then you that you get given two and a half grand dollars, change the euros, it's tax it, going, yeah. pay whoever else, yeah, yeah, fuck all of you know. Exactly, yeah. So, but it was suiting the lower tier guys. I know that the, the guys at the top, and um, there, there was a lot of money. Like, yeah, because some of the, some of them were saying it's actually not suiting the lower tier. So was that them just saying, I don't know, the fighters to try and like you know help themselves or? Yeah, I mean, like there's not really much you can do. Like you can't. Nobody wants to sort of sponsor if they can't put their banners out on the thing. Of course. Um, or nobody wants to sponsor you if um, you're not up the card or on the main events. So I get it. Um, so maybe it is a decent for for the lower tier guys. I never had a problem yeah. with it. You know, I'd, to be honest, my job is to go in there and fight. Yeah. I don't worry about sponsorships. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I genuinely, I know it's always nice if somebody says, "Yeah, hey, give me a few grand for this," or "We'll give you something," but it's not really something that um would play on my mind a lot. Mm. Like, you get X amount for fight. That's that's the X amount I'm fighting for. Anything else is a bonus. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. How much are you going for, yeah, for you? For fights on the street, depends <laughs> really. I'll just say, listen, name your price. I, guess, I might say 10 grand. I can push. of coke and a bag of chips. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't mean that's what, that's what I was beginning. But, um, so, like with the UFC, like F- Federico Werdum, is that his name? Uh, Fabricio. Fabricio. Yeah. I just tested, yeah, you passed the test. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously the heavyweight champion. Yeah. So, is, he the, is, he, is he the toughest person on the planet? Oh, like, do you, do you ever think like could be like tough guys in bars around the place or <laughs> that that guy? Ah. Do you that mean, like in Russia? Imagine like in Russia, there must be some tough bastards. Yeah, everyone thought like Kimbo Slice was the, the toughest dude, and then he stepped into like yeah, that's the there, there, there you go. There's the level. So that's Fabrizio, um, heavyweight, fought with strike force and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, was in the UFC. Got he got let go from the UFC, came back, and now he's world yeah, champion. Yeah. So a lot. And he went. He went away for years. Yeah, like, I was yeah. surprised. He was, I even when I seen him in in Dublin, yeah. I, I just wasn't expecting to see him. But he yeah. went. He's like he's fairly he on in the years as well. Stuff, Affliction. He went. To, did he go to Elite XC? You, you really he, thought he thought he, he was done. Yeah, he did. No, 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 no knocked him. Better, better Lovsky, but oh, yeah, no, no, knocked him clean out. Yeah, yeah. He was winning. He was winning the oak, and he actually bounced off the ropes and fed on him such a right hand down. Feder was kind of yeah, yeah. Feder was kind of kind of going downhill at that stage, I think, because because was beating him in that fight. Yeah, I think um, I think he should just stay retired. 
Isn't he coming back to do a show on New Year's? Yeah. Yeah. But they were giving him like a guy with Owen two weeks or Owen Owen, a, a debut MMA guy. Yeah. Now I know he did like a lot of toy boxing fights. So. They don't give him a UFC lad, like then there's no point in him coming back. No. It's only ruining the legacy. Yeah. I'm just stay retired, you know. Um, yeah, I think he's beaten uh, he's beaten everyone in Pride he's, he's a hero to any any guys who watched or grew up watching yeah, Pride everyone, or whatever yeah. everybody knows who he is and he's just so the, he's fighting someone with O and O no I think that, that that fight actually got pulled imagine if you were the guy that this is your first fucking fight <laughs> it's like oh, I think a man had a hundred toy boxing fights or something but it's not the same when it hits no, the ground yeah, and, no. and the guy is a Sambo fucking champion you know wow. so yeah. he's, uh, he's super tough how does Sambo compare to Jiu Jitsu like which, is, which would you say is better it's jujitsu. Do you ever watch Sam or do you know what it you is? You know I do. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I've seen a bit on with Federer fighting. Yeah, so it's like basically it's a jujitsu jacket you wear. Yeah. But you wear shorts, so it's weird. But you wear gloves and you wear headgear as well. So it's a you can combat Samo's called. You can punch. You can throw. You can grab like out the other guy's jacket and yeah. stuff. Um, don't know if you can kick or stuff. I I don't even know the full it's rules. A funny yet. one, yeah. But. A lot of good guys from uh, Dagestan and those guys are coming through like uh, Khabib and stuff. Um, they're all like natural killers from that stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. He looks like a good prospect. Khabib, yeah. It's just, if you get some damn injuries sorted, like it's yeah. just one after the other, you know? Um, I'd like to see him back out, but he, he reckons he doesn't know he's going to come back at all now, doesn't no, he? Are you serious? Well, the, like, he blew out his knee, then blew out the other knee, or blew out the same knee again, and now there's a problem with his back. So he was, he was signed to fight Tony Ferguson there and there. Uh, they had he was pulled off that card, so like he's, he's been out nearly eighteen months. Yeah, you know, and he's ran through everybody, ran through uh, the Zanyas, ran through fucking you know for shortcuts. Yeah. Like the same back in already. Yeah. Yeah. When you're uh, weighing in and you're looking at heavyweights, they don't have to go there. You're like makes me stick sick to <laughs> my stomach. Makes me sick, but then like even still, like so, Gunnar Nelson doesn't cut a pound. No, no, doesn't cut like. He walks around about 80 kilos and then just sort of cleans his, cleans his diet up for a day. Yeah. Hits Maybe hits the sauna for a, like just a few hours just as a relaxed, yeah. relaxing type thing. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he still has like a social thing almost. He, he still has a couple of Guinness that week, like five weeks. So he doesn't need to relax anymore. <laughs> and he's a stone cold killer. Yeah. He's yeah. a fucking stone cold killer. funny like kind of uh, posture. It's like almost like an S or something. You know uh, I mean? Kind of, yeah, yeah. That's just the way he goes. And he, like, he, he, how, that's how he blew out his knee. Like he, he sort of just squats sort of he'll stand around and if he's standing like for too long he'll just drop down to his hunkers like. okay. and he yeah. dropped down to his hunkers one of the days and one of the things clicked in behind his knee and blew out his knee oh no <laughs> and that's that's how he was off for about eight months oh really yeah just dropping down to his hunkers and his knee clicked or you know that's he would think it happened in training or something but that's yeah. how he blew I love out how his knee in the ring it's like it's almost like someone looks, looks, looks like he's out there smoking about 15 yeah, joints yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bombed out of his head going there <laughs> and he's the nicest guy you'll ever meet in that I'd say so yeah, yeah. Just how, are you, how are you going Ari? what's the story yeah. standing around chatting all yeah. day you know super nice guy fair play to the UFC for putting it on yeah, you know yeah, um, that's one thing I will say with the UFC is they don't like, let anybody dodge fights they'll put on the yeah. most if, any, if the crowd wants it or if, you know it, yeah. it's getting happening yeah. it's getting really? something yeah yeah there's no it's dodging what went wrong with boxing almost yeah like, that's didn't happen for years yeah, well, yeah like yeah. any big match they can put together they'll, they'll throw together and that's one I'm really looking I'm really looking forward to yeah, yeah well, how, do, how, do you, how do you think it goes uh, I think Gunnar uh, destroys him on the feet I, think that, that, I don't think it will go to the ground I think Gunny beats him standing up I think yeah. Gunny knocks him out really yeah striking, I think they're very you don't know who's it's 50-50 on the ground 50-50 on the deck um, but yeah I think Gunny beats him standing up good yeah. show yeah. you um, Gunny wins by headbutt. 
<laughs> to be honest, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in the ground, I think. Oh yeah. Some type of like hold. Some I think I, I'd love to see it go to the ground. I really would. I'm re- just, just to it's see. Like, it's like a computer game that, like, like Street Fighter that cancels each other out. It should be the first ever UFC fight. To start that just start on the ground, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> start you on your knees yeah. or just. To get, I, every, I think the Jiu Jitsu, anybody who saw that, like, I can't watch competition Jiu Jitsu. It's fucking boring as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrible to watch. Two guys sitting around in pajamas, they take a grip on a pant <laughs> here, they're bleeding. Yeah. They'll sit there about 30 seconds, move an inch, move another yeah. inch. Yeah, it's yeah. horrible to watch. But some guys blow muck over that they do like they they, they love it absolutely yeah, yeah. love it blow muck over it. <laughs> <laughs> they do they, they're they, romantic they, I can see they, that they, they, pay, they pay like there's a, there's a show uh, Matt Morris uh, and guys paid like 20, 30, 40, 50 quid to, to watch this type wow. of stuff wow. um, would Andy was, be into that type of thing that's his uh, he'd watch the super fights or really yeah, good black, yeah. high level black belts but some guys go and make him watch blue and purple really? belts and stuff like that and uh, the others any time I'm at the competition I'd be falling asleep watching this stuff yeah. I just think it's boring as fuck as a spectator sport do you um do you watch boxing at all is that, um, is that i watch the big fights yeah you watching it this weekend yeah i watch it this weekend i think i think uh Fury and so i think Fury's mid. but i think really i think it's gonna be a horrible fight i think klitschko's just gonna uh, so jab fucking, the head that's off that's the round. It's, it's gone really so boring, boring. just gonna jab the head off for 12 yeah, rounds yeah but don't even like i think um I hope he actually goes for it just because Fury's at him and started giving him a bit of stick and stuff, yeah. you know. But yeah. I, I think, think he prefers that though. I think because he he likes saving at someone else to sell the fight because he's not interested. No, him hard to tell the man. Like, he prefers like when he was fighting Hay, he didn't have to do anything. Hey no, I think Hay coming back actually. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see Hay get another shot. He, this, this lad here, Medhay, you, you squared yeah. up on him. I did well, I met him in England once before because we, we met him in some charity jobby. Bam or something. Oh yeah, yeah, because he's coming to have a bomb, isn't he? Is he? Possibly, yeah. yeah. So he'll be back. He'll be back down the Dublin show when he's knocking about. Oh, he's right. He should go out down to the bomb show. Yeah, um, uh, I never got his number that time. You <laughs> <laughs> wish to give it to you? Yeah, he, he said to me, um, "I won't take your number, but I'll call you." <laughs> <laughs> but it was meant to be. It'll be exactly. Yeah. Uh, the one person I would love to meet, though, and I keep on about him, Fedor. I'd actually. Yeah. What was your phrase there? Squirt the word Cloud muck. Cloud muck. muck. Is that a Dublin thing? I'd blow the muck, <laughs> <laughs> blow the muck if I met Fedor. Would you? Oh, stop. Yeah. I'd, I'd say he's sound. I'd yeah. say, I'd say, did you ever see that picture of him on, on uh, Facebook knocking about like a scrap? Is that the happening? Yeah, that's pretty. He's just kicked back with two <laughs> yeah, points. Because yeah. like, uh, he knows if shit kicks off, that's somebody's getting it. Yeah. <laughs> so he yeah. looks yeah. like my dad when he's like, it's just uh, this very unassuming like man. Yeah. But he used to be in the, when he, when he used to be in like, Employed and a team in the corner of the ring. He looks down there with his gearbox. Yeah. Like he's, oh, yeah. he's sitting there like mulling over his gloves, and then that's they say fighting. But that's, that, probably, that's probably why he can't uh, he can't give a fight because he just loves it. But so the thing is, yeah. he, he reached his peak when the level of competition wasn't as high as it is now. Like you've got like fucking Sage Northcutt. You got these like fucking athletes. That's what I'm saying. They're that, super athletes yeah, coming through. Yeah, didn't do the fucking. But the, the if you were, and have you ever watched? I know he looks like he's carrying a bit of weight and he doesn't train. Have you ever watched Fight or Train? Go oh. on YouTube, some of his training, and it's he put any man to really? It's horrific, some of the stuff he's doing. He's it's all that sort of caveman training. Own, yeah, he's got his own, like the gym, and it's in, was it in Russia? But apparently, um, the guys in Russia and Dagestan don't even want to train with him. Really? Yeah, but for whatever reason, it, it, he came out publicly and said, like, uh, that, um, that he's sort of shunned out that sort of world now nobody wants to try why, why? I don't ask me I have like a political clue. thing or just cause I don't know I think it's just because they probably I haven't a clue actually really? I just I don't know but that's he, he said like no apparently nobody wants to try him how old is he now 
Uh, 36-ish. 36. He looks not, older. But I mean, he really does. Like he's 40, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then Dan Henderson's 45. Oh, I know. He's a, I saw him fighting the, the UFC 93 against Franklin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, was, that, was, that was a great night. That was great for you, yeah. yeah. I think, um, I'd like to see him packing in there, but then he still comes out and beats guys like Tim Bouch or a big overhand right. Yeah. Oh, then yeah. you don't, it, it, like, Dan's one of my favourite fighters. Like, yeah. He genuinely is up there, like, top two or three, you know. He's fight anyone with bomb the jar off anyone as well but then you don't want to see him lose with no. head kicks like yeah uh, them on the feet dog you know yeah, yeah. That, that Bisping knockout was great though wasn't brilliant it? yeah like I love the, the just the punch after it like that was because that, that was from the tough um, yeah, yeah. series that was a big like yeah. fuck you after that you know yeah um, see that's what that's what happens if you talk shit for a few minutes talk like, chat shit you know, get banged you know yeah 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 um, that was a that was a good one alright how old is Hoist Gracie oh yeah that's oh, that's he's fight, he's in February it's a horrible fight to be putting on that, now, like. But I've got to watch it. Oh, See, I have to watch it. That's that's what they're getting. They're, they're getting that sort of. Um, oh, I want. I just want to see how it goes. Like, yeah. Everybody knows it's going to be a shit fight, but everybody just wants to pay money just to see what's going to happen. Oh, it's crazy. Like nobody gave two fucks what happened with Ken Shamrock and Kimbo. Nobody. Yeah. But they just wanted to pay money to see what way yeah. it go. Yeah. And Kimbo and Dada five thousand. Oh yeah, I don't even know who the Dana Dana is. <laughs> Sorry, just back from the toilet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, those those Bellator fights are just fucking madness. Yeah. But they're, they're gonna like, sell. People want to watch that. Yeah, and they're coming out to this side of the world as well. They're coming I out love. The, the, I think what, what the was a pride. What they did better than the UFC is the intros. I think because it's, like, it's like a computer game or something. Before yeah, end, you know. But see, that's what they did over in. Um, I mean, May Patrick fought over in Lithuania big like singers at the start at the, at the yeah. stage like you walk down from a, a from like a stage like the wwe yeah big screens at the back fire that's come out with your nation's flag yeah you, you know yeah. that's they did they did all that they're still big into all that yeah. over there you it's know it's like the that, fr- frotch and groves at the wembley stadium when yeah. he says mm-hmm. yeah. when they oh, got on a bus didn't he, he was it a bus i remember he was just dancing was that not was that not spice girls at the no 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 frotch frotch and the other dude what was his name hatton used to come out with a big fat man suit then as well you know that was great um, do, you remember, do you remember the uh, what was the the Irish boxer uh, uh, the Dublin lad he's with the Dublin team now why can't I remember his name it's just uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I should love him now Nassim Hamid he's Brian Dunn yeah and he uh, what was it he was fighting in Dublin and they got a, another guy up in the back of the stands and they're like when he was coming out this guy came up in the back of the stands and the cameras went up and it's like what's he doing up there <laughs> <laughs> he's stuck at the real one stuck at the real one such a shit stunt like, <laughs> that just like, sounds stupid <laughs> it's crap it's like everyone's up there what's going on yeah but that wasn't happening mm-hmm. in the UFC until McGregor did his Sinead O'Connor thing there was never yeah, apparently that cost them the UFC a lot of money yeah because like, the whole thing they did was like they said they'd only do stuff like that for that big of a card yeah. okay. it, like it's kind of like a, the, the money they would they would have paid for that they would have made a lot more money from that's a huge spectacle isn't it really like yeah like, so but I, think, I don't even think they needed to I think the fight sold itself I think yeah. everybody I think so, yeah. I yeah I mean I like you had Robbie Lawler uh, McDonald that was, uh, which is the, which would headline any card yeah. yeah either way then you had like uh, McGregor Mendes after who else was on the other card Nelson was or yeah, come on, help. Was on it. Yeah. yeah, he was fighting Brandon Thatch. That was yeah. a good fight. We had uh, Matt. Brad Pickett was, was fighting around Thomas Hamilton. A good fight. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, so what's the plan yeah. now, huh? <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to cut that bit of dead air out. Uh, no, I was actually staring at the map on the wall of Dublin there. That's a good time to stare. That's a 1980. <laughs> we're in an office that's has been abandoned for a long time. Yeah. We just got it. But that's the map from 1984. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. So. so tell us, um, <laughs> apart from MMA, what, what, like, how would you describe yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a completely made up question. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's a good one, though. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? You're, I want to f- I, you're DJing. DJ, yeah. Have you always been DJing? Like when? When did oh, that, that before you MMA? No, no, but DJing longer than that. Like I used to buy me vinyls and all when I was about seventeen, eighteen. Cheers, Colin. Ah, Jason, for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. DJing now, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just wait here. Let's yeah. do that, guys. Um, yeah, you're DJing. Let's do it, Colin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> DJing since since I'm about seventeen, like and then. I've only been getting in, I've been getting into clubs like the last couple of years uh, but I don't take it too seriously no. I, don't, I don't try and push it too hard if somebody wants me to play that club I play yeah. did you play rights before? yeah a few times yeah, yeah. Well, I was out there for like uh, about two or three months okay as, as a resident yeah doing, okay cool so it wasn't too bad you know I was yeah. in, uh, it's, I was in it's a huge venue isn't it? the one in Swords yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's pretty I was there once well, I, did, uh, I did did sound on you know that RT the club. Oh yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I do sound recordings. So yeah, I did that there is. It's a big old club. Apparently they're losing their bollocks out there. Are they? Yeah, that'll be fucking to break even. Need to be to be, break even to open that place. They have to clear a hundred grand for just to break even. Wow. What per night? Per night. No. If they open that place for in, one night, it's a hundred grand for wages and, and DJs. What's but it's licensing and, and you know. Yeah, rates. Yeah, the staff, the yeah. fucking lights. The staff. The sound, when I was there, the, right? It was like. All the managers and like they were f- like 18, 19 years of age. A really young staff there. It's, I found they it really odd. Cannot run a fucking piss up in a brother. Yeah, yeah. I we found it really there, fucking so strange. We were in like we we were on the, in the Friday nights out there, in like the purple room upstairs. Great little room. If it was ran right, it could be full every weekend. And um, because the main room wasn't getting much uh, action on a Friday, that's where they sort of asked um, a couple of DJs to do something with it. We were getting out there on Friday night to be no decks up to be known. So you're like, where's the decks? So yeah. I would ring a fella now. Come, the decks had come through about twelve o'clock and like, what the fuck? Last minute kind of job. Wow. Yeah, like and they knew, yeah. but then they knew we were coming in. They, they they knew all this, you know. They actually don't own a set of decks. The club don't. They rent them every single weekend. What the right venue? They do not own wow. a set of decks. They rent them every weekend. It's just ridiculous. Like have yeah. about have about ten pairs of decks there. So they they're not that expensive for yeah. the super club, and it is, it is Ireland super club. Yeah, club. Really, yeah, it really you is. Know? Yeah. I just think some of the nights they put on for what for what it is. That, like you said, it's it's guys who have no experience running the club. Oh yeah, like that should be like Ireland's Ministry of Sound. Like like what Absolutely. Ministry of Sound yeah. like, is in London. That, like. Oh yeah, if that's run right. That could nearly run seven nights a week and do do good business yeah. in it. Yeah. And like town runs seven nights a week and they like hairdressers every Monday off. Mm-hmm. Like you know people people do drink midweek. I just think it's just ran completely yeah. horrible. Yeah. Um, are you are you an in house DJ somewhere? No, not at the minute. What, what I because when I was fighting for my last uh, fight, I basically just told anybody that was ringing me the DJ. I was like, no, I'll ring somebody else. Ring somebody. Really, I just yeah. yeah, just put it all sort of on the back. And then like if you do that, then yeah, sort of put yourself to the back seat and yeah. it's actually harder to get a residency in a club than it is to get fighting in the USA sure? I swear to God <laughs> everybody will tell their fucking sister to get DJing a club and some of the clubs now take in kids that have been DJing maybe two or three months on like okay, they, yeah, yeah. they on learn like on a laptop yeah. and they won't they'll say oh yeah come in like if they're getting an 18 year old to play in 
whatever club and an 18 year old brings in 50 mates they're 50 mates sure, of course, they're, yeah. all and they're probably bringing down the price as well are they yeah yeah and then they won't pay the, the kids they, and the kids think it's a, a great thing DJing in a club for nothing you know yeah, yeah. So they think it's great getting a free bottle of vodka you know yeah so yeah would you Think fucker? Yeah, would it, yeah. Would, it, would that like that's a <laughs> lifestyle? <laughs> so it's like it's a Friday night. You're out and right. Do you, do you did, drink as well? Or what right, me? Yeah. No, well, it's all scroll. a professional thing, isn't it? Yeah, I used to scroll DJ drive home. Go yeah, there. yeah, get paid. Get paid yeah. Um, but like I think where the rights is, it's a stupid place to put in a nightclub anyway. And I think that's what they're doing horribly out there the last couple of years. It's a bit. It's yeah. like a smack bang in the middle of industrial estate. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, just yeah. Brilliant club. Yeah. If they put on good acts, solid acts every week, um, they'd be grand. I don't know. And so why is it so why is it so hard to get a resident DJ? Like if you're a resident in town, a big club in town, is that a, that's a big deal, isn't it? You're making good money per week. No, like no. there's no DJs making big money out there. You're probably getting like some DJ. Like if you DJ for maybe an hour and a half, two hours, you probably get like 150 quid. Mm. It's yeah. not like you're every night of the week nearly. But if you're, if you're DJing every night of the week, all right, that up and it'd be watch a while. If you're only doing it one night a week, there's obviously to get someone in on a Friday, someone different on a Saturday because yeah. they don't want the same thing happening. Yeah, yeah. Down two nights of the week. So you're probably making 150 quid, like, really? you know what I mean? It's not much a while. How do people starting off, when they're starting off MMA, like, how do they spend time training and, and also earn money at the same time? Like, what's. Yeah. So even when I was right up until I got, because I was still working in Intel out in a. League Slip, was it? League Slip, yeah. Right up until I got the phone call from the UFC. I was doing 40 hours a week and training full time and fucking cage. So you had no time for anything else? No. Not even time for a quick wank? No. <laughs> I didn't. I was getting to the stage where I was doing 40, like you'd get up at say half six in the morning, drive out there, you'd have all your meals. So, right, so to take it from the night before, you would make all your meals, do make four or five meals yeah. or whatever, if you're cutting weight, you know. Um, so you'd start them, say, nine o'clock you'd come up and train and make a meal it's go to sleep so you'd get up at six o'clock in the morning or half six or whatever you drive out do your fucking eight or nine hours another hour drive back to the gym i would actually get a, maybe a half an hour sleep in my car mm-hmm. outside before the gym before it opened yeah the gym would open go in do it two hours back home make a field shower bed that was like for three years i did that but yeah. it's a cage where it's it's wow. it was just at no time for so you probably, no. probably changed the person over them three years you know like yeah you're like, very disciplined no yeah it is Maybe that's why I got to the UFC in such a short space of time, but uh, I just, I didn't really say it. Like, I just, when somebody calls me, if say Andy rings me to make weight, or oh, there's a fight coming, say, fight in four weeks, you know, can you make weight, whatever, you say, yeah? yeah? And you just do whatever it is necessary to yeah. make weight. Just cook your meals, eat clean, or whatever you have to do, you just do it. You squeeze in your runs, or 10K runs here and there, before work, after work, before the gym, yeah. after the gym, late at night early mornings whatever whatever um, you just squeeze them in just do it yeah. as they say what's uh, Silva like the, uh, the guy who uh, sorry, <laughs> 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 the, uh, the guy, the guy. I, actually, I never met him so I, I used to work for um, well I used to um, be sort of associated with Sean Shelby he was, he'd be like the lower end of the fight so he'd be like or the, the lower weight classes so for 145 and down to flyweight, Sean Shelby looks after all of them. So still one nice guy. And met him a couple of times. Uh yeah, chat away. Just like one of the lads, has a yeah. few drinks. Um never met Joe Silver, never met Dane. Like it's few people feel few, few people ask me that about meeting Dane and stuff. Like he's, he's only one man, you know. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's so this is like a shite like a many, yeah. or the morning. How many fighters on the roster? At the minute? Yeah. I think it's over five hundred. Wow. It's a lot and like you don't know. You never you'd guess that much. 
there's a lot because I mean they're, they're in the, the Asia market now there's, there's it's only going to get bigger and bigger it will get bigger I think I think in a couple of years I think the UFC will literally just have MMA as one big Completely, company yeah yeah but it still it needs a bit of competition doesn't it well, I think the competition will be I, I think that won't be competition I think smaller shows that's directly involved with that fight pass or stuff yeah, like yeah. that I think that's the way it's going to work um, what do you make of boys like CM Punk and uh, getting involved kind I of? paid no attention to it like so when was he signed about a year and a half ago yeah, two yeah. years ago yeah his fight hasn't up so literally I paid no attention to it yeah, yeah but someone like Brock Lesnar like even though he Brock Lesnar was a serious athlete with, in terms of his wrestling credentials yeah. like he was an NCAA fucking three time champion yeah serious wrestler serious power mm-hmm. you, and he had the drawing power from WWE so everybody wanted I, was, I couldn't wait to see him fight yeah that was kind of like a one off almost as in like CM Punk is a bit of a novelty act I think yeah if he does ever get fighting apparently he's not too bad on the ground he's decent stand up yeah Carl Bender said. called him out I think on Twitter yeah yeah so but what way is uh, CM Punk going to fight at have they even said don't know no. yeah because like he used to walk around a little bit of a Punch yeah, on yeah. walking around. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll get you in next one. We'll be on. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no, definitely. Who would like to fight? Who would like to fight? Is Pendleton still signed? Is he? Ah, still yeah, of course. Yeah, Carl's still signed. Really? Was he? He was worried. I think after. after oh really? Dublin. Yeah, I think that was. You know, it wasn't a convenient. Well, the past year for him has been a tough year, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, he's taken a lot of fights in in the space of eighteen months. I, mean, I think it's seven fights, isn't it? Six, mm. six, seven fights in eight in yeah, eighteen yeah. months. So it's a lot for that. Yeah. Um, for, fair play to him for getting in. Like, oh, he's a legend. Like, yeah, you, you walk through four guys, you know, yeah. um, and you get come back, got that hundred grand for last year's Dublin show. Yeah. So yeah, fair play. You got a hundred grand for that show. Well, see, the thing got fight tonight, and is the other guy uh, failed the. Oh, yeah, suspension. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, no, he, he, t- he got his 50 grand as well. Did he? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so fight the night if you're over the weight, you get their person. No, 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 no. So he got fight, the, that fight got fight the night. So me and you are fighting and we got fight the night. You get 50 and I get 50. Yeah. But you failed the drug test. Mm-hmm. You were caught, uh, what was it, take, caught taking Neanderthal or whatever fuck it was. Um, so basically they turned. No, because he won, they didn't turn it into a no contest. So we still won, but with the 50 grand bonus you got, we got. Okay. Well, so nice, that, that nice little number to get after a fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's go fight him. Did he get submission as well? No. No, because they changed him. It's not knockout and submission anymore. It's uh, performance. So oh, they're giving right. two performances where if you fight mm. good, that way then you can still get 100 grand in the fight now. Yeah. Um, so if you go out and put on a performance really good and the fight is really good as well. Like series last fight. She's asked for you, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And then there won Holly Holmes, she got it there the weekend. So that got fight tonight and she got performance tonight as well. So she she took it next time. Serious money. 100 grand. Um, whatever she was making anyway, plus our 50 grand. Or but four. I mean, if you compare it to like something like football, it's well, like it's it's actually underpaid in a sense because. It's fucking right, it's underpaid. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, trying yeah. just as hard as those guys. Uh, oh, yeah. On top of having to do the whole Waco thing. Well, what it's getting to the stage now where guys are saying that's what you get paid for to make the weight because yeah. everybody likes to get in and fight everybody yeah. you know, we'll all yeah. get, I'll fight tomorrow because like, I'm healthy and whatever and fit but if somebody says right if the fight at 70 and whatever it means you have to go and do that whole rigmarole of yeah, dieting yeah, yeah. down fucking dehydrating yourself so uh, that's what guys say you get paid for making weight yeah, yeah. so that's, that's a lot that's like if you cut big weight it's fucking torture like, it yeah. is torture you know um like you know if you miss a meal during the day 
Yeah. Yeah, cranky. Fucking Billy. Yeah, like yeah. Hon- honestly, they miss yeah. miss yeah, a full yeah. meal and go like six hours without food. Yeah. They're pissed off. Tried doing that for ten weeks. Constantly hungry. Constantly fucking starving. Yeah. And, and at the end of it, the deal jacked yourself like the, 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 <laughs> the, the, For the last UFC, there were the boys, there's a few of the lads in the Gibson, Eric O'Keefe, and yeah. and they were like eating some like Thai's curry or something. Yeah. And I'm after having my dinner, so even when I seen their food, I was like, oh no, I'm going to order something. And then Tom Breeze was sitting beside us. Ah, yeah, yeah. And he couldn't eat anything. Yeah. And he hadn't eaten for like a day or two. He was like, <laughs> this is stone cold look on his face. And just I was just like, oh, and, that, and Tom loves his food. Ah, uh, loves it. He walks around like about two hundred and five pounds. Like, yeah. So he, he cuts about thirty five, but he's a big lad and it can come off him. So, uh, and he trains hard too. Uh, so he, he sort of burns it up. He's just gone. But Tom likes his food. Yeah. He's the spit of another um, English MMA fighter. Thompson is his name. You know he was. Oh yeah, yeah, James, Tom, D- James Thompson. Is yeah, yeah. It? yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the fella. Just like him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, 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 it's usually on the Wednesday or the Thursday um, for the, the UFC. They get you down to like, do a lot of phone interviews. Um, and by that stage, then yeah, that's when you've already started to deal with yourself. You, you know. yeah. So you have to do, they're taking phone calls left, right, and center, and they're just like, fuck off, just let me go back, go chill out for an yeah. hour or two, yeah. you know. But it's just one of them things, and um, it's a process. I tell you who has a hard run of it. Connor has a serious hard run of um, Media, no media duties. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. For, I mean, so for it that, seems like he's always on. For that last movie. fight that he did with Mendez, I mean, he was, he went from, he blew out his knee, like it all came out after the fight. So he had to go from there to Germany yeah. just to fix his knee, then back again, then out to Vegas, then out to California to do certain shows, then that world tour. It has to take it out of you then too. On the last week, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. after that fight, when he won, he like he was crying, and I thought it's not like him kind of to show that much emotion in that in it's that way. It, yeah, but the UFC, it's, it's built it's up the belt. It's you know? like a release, thing, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's put it this way, it's like that's the ultimate goal for any any of us as athletes is, is the UFC belt. Yeah, and it was like 10, 12, whatever years he's been training, just uh, uh, yeah, just for that one moment, yeah. he's won the belt. Yeah. Like it's fair play to him. I will, you know, hats off to him. Yeah, game. yeah, hats off to all you boys, you know. Absolutely, uh, it's not easy. No, and then, like, it, we don't know, like, even the whole weight cut thing. A lot of people don't know that that is such a huge part of it. Definitely. Like that, it's because even though that you cut three stone in how 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 many weeks? Twelve days. Like that's unheard of, and <laughs> in, like and that, like it's insane so I yeah, used to know what I can do now we ever want to trim down a few yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the holiday uh, no, 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 <laughs> if you're going to the beach for summer or something yeah, yeah. Yeah. hang on I'm just cutting 23 pounds we'll be back in a few days but um, but yeah well McGregor looked very he looked yeah he looked pretty yeah you feel it and I tell you when you're on those scales you fucking certainly feel like it's like your lie head like when I was in Sweden because it was that bad I was actually Andy had to hold me up out the back. I was that I literally couldn't. I was ready to pass out like, and Andy was just like latch linked me like. Wow. Yeah. Just till I got on the stage, and when I seen like everyone there, you get a bit of adrenaline buzz. And at this stage, you still don't know if you're gonna make weight. No, there's a scales in the back, so I knew I'd already so failed know, right. failed to make weight for. I knew I was already three pounds over. Okay. So I, was, I didn't I actually didn't care. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> it was like if it's down a fight, I do not give two fucks. And really? don't, yeah, it was like I couldn't cut any more weight. I, uh, uh, there was no more water in me so for that because we we sat and sat and we did like on the Thursday 
we went and did a workout with the full sweat gear on us. Then we came back in and started. I'm sorry. Then we hit the sauna for about an hour or so. Then we hit a few bats that night, and you'd already stopped your water and fueled like twelve o'clock that day. So you've already went like twelve hours without fueled water, and you have to go another twelve, like so full twenty-four hours, and you've already half dehydrated to the point of whatever that night. Then you wake up. We woke up. I would think I was like fucking. I still had ten pounds to do. Yeah. And then we were just sitting. In, I was sitting in the sauna from nine o'clock that morning to five o'clock that night that evening. That's crazy. In and out, in and out, in and out. That is and crazy. And just couldn't. My body had stopped sweating. Yeah. It just it was dry as a bone. Getting headaches or anything like that? Headaches. I thought I was gonna. I genuinely thought I was gonna die. Your heart goes through the heartbeat goes through the roof. You feel it through your, your rib cage, you know? Yeah, yeah. But like your heart, the heart, your heart rate starts racing because like your blood is so thin. Yeah. And it has to work that extra hard to, to pump it around. Of course, yeah. Um, and I thought I was gonna take a banger to be honest. Well. <laughs> so when you're fighting, then you're. Do you feel weaker? No, well, like, but if you do it right, so even if you do the whole wake-up process and you do it right and you've dieted down, you still everybody still has to dehydrate themselves to a certain point. They still have to do some some stuff in the sauna, baths, whatever. Um, but like I said, once you come out the scales, then there's a process of carbohydrate drinks for a certain amount yeah. of time. And your body recovers so quick then. Yeah, it does, yeah. You'd be and you'd be surprised what your body can go on. I mean, like the likes, the, the last three weeks out from a fight is where, that's where the, the diet really starts to go down. And if you see what some of the guys eat, like maybe two weeks out from a fight, they're still training that foot full. And the body of that will, yeah. will allow it to yeah. do it. Like, you know, you'd be surprised at what your body can run on. Wow. Amazing. What do you reckon for the next fight? Do you have anyone lined up? Do you want any No, um, it's still early days. Like I said, um, Cage Warriors is only coming back. I've just been announced um, signs to back signs to Cage Warriors, which I'm actually really pleased about. You know, um, that's where I got most of my wins to got me to, to the UFC. So, yeah. um, back to lightweight. Yeah, it's great. Um, back home. it's great that you're getting in there again. Um, yeah, this won't be live. I will. You will announce that. Oh yeah, do you know what? I'll probably be, I'll probably have it on my Facebook maybe tonight. I'll just have to go and talk to Andy, and sort out the whole yeah. details. But I'll probably announce it tonight on my, on my Facebook page. Yeah, well, Listen, brilliant to chat to you. Yeah, absolutely uh, amazing. You two boys, are you going to come down to over the train? No, he's all right. He'll be all right. Don't worry about it. No, no, just me. <laughs> yeah. Come down. No, any, any, any time you want. And the Regency is there. Uh, Andy said his mum are welcome to come down this brilliant. week. Yeah, that's not this Saturday? This Saturday. Come down with a few jars. Me and Siri will be down there anyway. Lovely. Have a bit of crack. Excellent. Tell Siri who said hello. I'll tell Siri you want to straighten her out. Oh, what a straightener. Okay. What else that is? Paul. Thank you. Thanks a million. See you. Podcast. You're an absolute legend. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. See you later.